Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Here on this Tuesday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KRVA, ABQ.FM, Rock of Talk, Talk on 550-5500. Number to call here on this election day, will we tip the scales? We will uh, wait around to see what it looks like, at least for a time. Uh, you got to get out and vote, folks. Get out and vote. Uh, not a whole lot of turnout, surprisingly, uh, today. Uh, things like the cold and various other things that people are blaming for. BS, get out there. Uh, don't forget Roku TV, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, all three of your TV apps. Uh, if you've got those, we are there and uh, right there in front of you here on this. Uh, uh, some people would say dreary. I don't. Uh, I like the overcast uh, myself. Podcasting on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. And uh, apping for rockoftalk.tv and uh, rockoftalk.com. We have two different apps and uh, certainly... Uh, Pastor Steve Smotherman uh, enjoyed being on those. Uh, absolutely fabulous to have him. Newly minted and reelected uh, city councilor Dan Lewis here in studio as well. So that was exciting to have uh, Dan here. All the, the fam damlies all back. Uh, very cool. So uh, people were here and we were uh, sitting very, very attentively for the three hours uh, that we had. Sorry for the long commercial break going into three hour. We have uh, hour number one. D uh, Dowd Muska is back. In the saddle again, here he is. Uh, uh, I, I am back, and it's good to return to the old-time gospel hour. There it is. <laughs> a little bit of uh, fire and brimstone here. Nothing like that. Uh, I liked the pastor a lot. I had no experience with him. I, what I really think, you know, obviously on all matters metaphysical, we have no, no common ground. But what I really liked about him, and he made this point repeatedly, was his moral conscience, his, his commitment to his faith, which a lot of people share. I don't, but a lot of people do matters more to him than adherence to man's law, particularly flawed man's law or flawed man's regulations. And I think it's an area where libertarians, conservatives, no matter you know where you are, I think even maybe, maybe even centrists, centrists can find common ground in saying we are a group of people who value, whether it's our family, whether it's our career, whether it's science and reason, mm-hmm. whether it's a religion, we value something that we consider holding us to a higher authority. Remember the old Hebrew national commercial, we answer to a higher authority, the, the, the kosher hot dogs, we answer to a higher authority. And in leftist world, there is no, nothing higher than the state because of course the state sure. is some sort of magical uh, 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 manifestation of the public will. So I loved the pastor commenting on, you know, I don't agree, but you know, my Bible tells me this and I don't care what Michelle Luan Grisham has to say. And that's the wonders of living in a world where the government is small is you don't have these conflicts because government is so small. You're not adhering to all these rules and regulations throughout the day and people can live their lives. And if that means they want to go make a billion dollars, they go make a billion dollars. If that means they want to go start a church, they go start a church. If they want to be a starving artist and cut off their ear, they go be a starving artist and cut off their ear. We can come together on common ground that we are either by God or by accident, individuals who are, should be able to pursue our own interests and not automatically defer to the state. In fact, the people who founded this country were rebels. They were armed rebels. They were resistors uh, of government uh, control and regulation from abroad, uh, the crown. So uh, this pastor, uh, I give the pastor two thumbs up. We certainly have our areas of disagreement, but I thought he made some excellent points. And uh, I, I think he and I could sit down and have a very good conversation someday. And I respect his adherence to not 
collapsing before government authority because someone with a title after their name says this is important and you have to do it. I was at an event yesterday. 30 people were there. Out of those 30 people, ladies and gentlemen, how many people other than D. Dowd Muska do you think were masked? All of them. Yep. Every single person yep. in that room was masked except for me. And uh, and uh, it, this ends when we all start to stand up and say no. Nobody was saying no in the room I was in yesterday, but I know a lot of folks out there in listener land do every day. Well, if you're a Christian and you're not standing up to the government, then uh, I would go so far as now, based upon what we're hearing, just say you're not a Christian. Uh, it is not your duty to follow the government. It is uh, your duty to uh, follow God and the God of the Bible and Jesus Christ. Clearly, and, uh, your fealty is to something other than your faith, clearly. Well, I think people need to understand that you know, what has been done and perpetrated on us here in New Mexico, as we talked about being ground zero and... This is the main focus that I know another study came out here today or yesterday talking about New York City or New York State being the most oppressed. They are not. Uh, New Mexico clearly is. And the reason why they don't say they're the most oppressed is because we willingly do the bidding of the government. Uh, as long as the check is at the first of the month, uh, you'll continue to bail us out at every turn. Uh, we will continue to worship uh, at the government. And we are headed straight towards communism here. Uh, the Avangrid uh, uh, P&M merger, I think, is a reflection of that. And I think the PRC, surprisingly, starting to stand up uh, mm. against that. Then you've got the Democrats who are leaving, <laughs> Jacob Candelaria, the Democrat Party, to say, you know, and what, enough is enough. We're not going to. And it, it was a very eye-opening piece. Please pull that uh, quote back up from yesterday, Dow, which was very interesting, which states, you know, unequivocally that uh, tyrant, uh, tyranny and being forced to do these things is no longer the way that we're going to go. So it was nice to see even as radical and as leftist and uh, uh, I should say woke and progressive. I mean, this is the guy who is representing all the people who are going into Black Lives Matter. Jacob Candelaria has left the Democrat Party. And I think uh, it just takes the one, you know, opening to go ahead and, and reopen everything else. 550, 5500. I want to open up uh, today talking about uh, Rona uh, here for the first couple of segments, because we do have to address this, and Democrats and Republicans somehow are coming together and meeting on this particular issue, at least here in the state. Now, you've got uh, five or four or five different uh, people who are sponsoring a bill, the 55th legislature, Nybert, Damon Eli, surprisingly, yep, on his way out, but Brown, but, yeah. Randall Pettigrew, mm -hmm. and then Stephanie Lord. Uh, and uh, they're all talking about basically meeting every 90 days. Now, this is way too damn late. From the legislators. I, they, they took way too damn long to do this. They're introducing this to go ahead and create an opportunity to say, hey, you cannot keep us down any longer. So at a bare minimum, 90 days uh, in order for that emergency use uh, a declaration by the governor to go ahead and expire. And then they revisited every 60 days in a session in a roundhouse, a special session to Convene no later than the 90th day after the initial declaration of the state of emergency. Now, we are one, if I'm not mistaken, please double check this down, two or three states, I think, that has had an emergency declaration for the entirety of the time. Hawaii being another one, Illinois being another one. Yep. They've been revoked in New York. It's been revoked in Wisconsin, New Jersey. It's yeah. been revoked everywhere, but not here in the state of New Mexico. This is way too late, unfortunately, for us. And you know, there's been a lot of good people. Uh, I should say there's been a lot of legislators, not good people, uh, because you had Candelaria getting together with Greg Baca and saying, well, you can't spend this money. Well, they're going to spend this money however they want, because remember, they're Democrats. It's two thirds in the Senate, uh, practically. They're, we're one step away from a supermajority and then all hell breaks loose. And then it comes from the Democrats in the House. 
you know, it's 46.24. So pretty, pretty close to two thirds at 61%. They are going to spend that money however they want. Now with Jacob Candelaria coming off and it being a decline to state and him expiring in 2024, maybe there's a little bit of an opening here. But again, I think this is just going into election year. It shows how weak your elected officials have become. They have decided to wait until a week before month 21 to decide to do something against the governor. Remember, they've already ousted Cuomo. They've already done all sorts of things everywhere else in this this state in uh, in this country, but not in New Mexico. Oh, the hard charging Republicans or the hard charging rhinos or the hard charging you know Democrats. How many of those people are standing up to the vaccination? I want to know, and person by person, which one of the legislators, now that we have exposed Rona for what it is, for what it is, and it is nothing more than just another injection with no justification. There is nothing that would require you, nothing that has proven to you that this has been an effective hedge against reducing the spread, flattening the curve, whatever the hell you want to call it at this point, okay? So why are you taking this? And then you've got federal judges, which Donald Trump appointed, uh, submitted, and they are the ones who right now are holding the line. In fact, today, a nationwide injunction against a vaccine mandate, okay? This is an NBC News for federal contractors. What does this mean for Nisandia National Labs? What does this mean, and, and what's, what's today? Today is the day before everybody at Sandia National Labs was supposed to be let go. If you held on until the very end, you're not going home tomorrow. They cannot fire you because this nationwide injunction against the vaccine mandate for federal contractors, including federal employees, yes, you could argue, and let's not say you are not fully vaccinated if you don't have all the boosters, ruled that President Joe Biden exceeded his authority by imposing that requirement. Stan Baker, Georgia, blocked implementation of this administration after a lawsuit from numerous states and a trade group. That's all it took. Other states, not New Mexico, and a trade group argued that letting the mandate take effect on January 4th would cause irreparable injury to workers who could be forced out of their jobs. What are they talking about injury? Are we talking about, well, they're going to be harmed by the vaccine? No. Are they talking about, uh, well, you know, they're going to get sick? If they take, you know, this, that, or the other, no. They're talking about income. They're talking about economics. They've moved away entirely, right, from the emergency declaration that I just stated, giving them 90 days, 60 days, and a public health emergency. They're saying this public health health emergency and, and all this doesn't hold a cup of water. Two different judges last week blocked separate mandates requiring millions of workers to get vaccinated against COVID-19. Federal judge in Louisiana halted the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services from enforcing its mandate for healthcare workers. In Kentucky, they issued an order blocking the administration from enforcing the requirement for government contractors in three other states. In November, a federal appeals court issued a stay freezing the administration's efforts to require workers at U.S. companies with at least 100 employees to be vaccinated. And so what happened with OSHA? They simply stopped. They said, no, we are not agreeing to this. Where is this news? Who is talking about this? Why are 4713, the Albuquerque Journal, why is nobody discussing this very important case today? Or why won't they, better yet, since some of this information came out? Because they want to fear and intimidate you, and they 
are attached directly to the governor of the state of New Mexico. They understand that she has $3.2 million. I know it's not a slush fund. I know it's not a you know pay to play, but she's going to buy lots and lots and lots and lots of advertising to tell you about all the great things that she did to keep you safe. And each one of those news director, Bill Anderson at KRQE, or you know, Tim Maestas at Channel 4, or KOAT Channel 7 are all going to say exactly the same thing next year. Once you understand that, it'll be like, well, uh, this information, we can just keep them dumb. They don't need to understand that this information's out there. This was based upon the president's economic powers under the Procurement Act, folks. The Procurement Act explicitly and unquestionably bestows authority upon the president. The court is now unconvinced at this stage in litigation that it authorized him to direct the type of actions at issue in the case. In its practical application, the executive order goes beyond the administration and management of the procurement and contracting and operates as a regulation of public health. Irreparable injury to workers who could be forced out of their jobs. What's worse than COVID? Not being able to actually live and provide food on the table. How about that? I think that's far worse, don't you think? I think a lot of people agree with that. That's what we've been talking about the entire time. Now, let's just go ahead and try to validate the COVID stuff, shall we? Let's uh, humor ourselves here. Alex Berenson runs through all the numbers yet again with Buck and Clay. 10 to 1 every day, must appointment listening, must listen to that show. Clearly the brightest Probably the most invigorating show out there. Uh, certainly replaced Rush. The official replacement of Rush are those two men. Yep. Because it took two men to replace not Rush. Not one man who's never been on radio, you podcaster Dan Bongino. And for all you idiots out there who are telling me all about Dan Bongino, I'm literally sick of it. He wanted to go ahead and draw the line so he could say that he was standing up for you. Yet he's vaxxed. He is vaxxed. Oh. He is absolutely vaxxed and whatever excuse somebody gives you because my mom, my dad, my sister, somebody in my, my life is sick. We're finding out it's all BS. Alex Berenson, by the way, great Substack, who's decided that he is taking like every force of common sense to you. Okay. He's simply do you saw yesterday, Pastor Steve's mother, and I'm sure you like that point, Dowd, when, when he moved away from the science entirely, it was like, we have data. I felt like, are you listening to our show all the time? <laughs> yeah, we have data? Yeah, we have data. What's better than anything? Data. These are facts based in reality. This whole thing is some sort of weird fantasia at this point. We know it is. Oh, there's 37, 3,800 people who are infected. Yeah, uh, is Omicron worse? Which one are we on? Delta, Omicron? I, I don't even know. Would, I want to be tested for this one. I want to be tested for that one. It's all ridiculousness. Berenson says, well, it's obvious it was going to be a major winter wave. Well, of course. Flu? No flu last year. Everybody was COVID. I'll tell you a little bit more about that in the next segment. Because vaccine protection fades, and we saw it in Europe. We saw it in the UK. Knew there was going to be a lot of cases this winter. When you say it fades, then what, what do you get? A booster. Fades out. Here comes the booster. Deaths, where are we at with deaths? More deaths than 2021, correct, right? Than in 2020? Right, I thought we were getting vaccinated. Hopefully deaths will not hit the level that they hit last winter. Very likely they're going to exceed. Remember, you don't get any recommendation 
you don't get to say or do anything because these hospitals are going to tell you that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Well, that's because vaccines don't prevent death, even though they don't do anything else either. And that's all we want them to do anyway is to prevent infection, but they're not. We're finding, whether anecdotally, oh, why are all the people with vaccines suddenly getting COVID? <laughs> why are the people who are unvaccinated not getting COVID? So he states that we're going to see the wave continue because it's a seasonal virus. The Spanish flu, does it still exist out? <laughs> it does. More than 100 years later. Yep. In fact, the one great thing, even if you don't have kids, that you get to pass down to the next generation is that they're going to inherit COVID international debt and probably communism at this rate. Now, the vaccines do very little, he says, if anything, to prevent infection and transmission. And we're headed into that long winter, just like I said. So this is just good sound reasoning. You know what has left this world? Common sense. We are too obsessed, he says, with all of this. What matters is whether or not the hospital systems can treat you. We know they can. Hmm. Infectious diseases come and go, and this one is going to be with us forever, wherever it came from. And we can talk about that, too. It's going to be with us. And Buck replies, well, I'm here in New York. I'm being told that I'm going to be barred from public accommodations in two weeks unless I get another shot along with all the other five-year-olds who are apparently going to have to provide their paperwork to show that they've gotten the shot, too. That's where we're at. That's where you're at here in the state of New Mexico. Did you know that? She just hasn't told you yet. She's going to do every bit of what they're doing in New York. And everybody right now, folks, knows dozens of people who have got the vax and the boosters and the third shot and all have COVID. And you don't know just one person. You know dozens, maybe hundreds of people if you happen to be working in a lab. All this PCR testing that's been going on, we know that those viral loads and the people who've got the vaccinations are at least as high as the people who get infected who are unvaccinated, folks. Such an important point. <clears throat> you have to point. understand the nature of being vaccinated and unvaccinated. It's the same viral load. How is that possible? And why did you get your shot if you were going to get the same viral load? And why is it that you're being told? There's a UNMH letter that uh, came out today. One of my friends is going to be sending it to us, rockoftalkatme.com. Why is it that they tell you not to take the vaccination if you've already had COVID-19 in the last 60 days? Because the antibodies destroy the inserted virus, which is your vaccination. So why are we telling people to get vaccinated when it's almost better for them to get COVID-19 and prepare their own antibodies. You could say such a thing. Your body does it, but we could say it actively that you are because those antibodies will live in you and they are doing it. Why are we doing that? Why are we in such a rush to do this? I'm going to read you something. I don't know how true it is, but it's true enough and it resonates enough with me for me to say, you know what? I need to pay attention to this. And I want you to snopes it or whatever the heck you guys do. Kissinger quoted from a speech to the WHO Council on Eugenics, February 25th, 2009. I don't know if this is real, but it struck me that, well, it's printed on the paper, and it looks like it's likely 
has been said. Henry Kissinger. Mr. President. Mr. President. Once the herd accepts the mandatory vaccinations, it's game over. They will accept anything, forcible blood or organ donation for the greater good. We can genetically modify children and sterilize them for the greater good. Control sheep mines and you control the herd. Vaccine makers stand to make billions, and many of you in this room are investors. It's a big win-win. We thin out the herd, and the herd pays for the extermination services. Now, incredibly cynical. Can't believe that someone could actually come up with that even to put in Kissinger's mouth. But on second glance, I could find nowhere where that wasn't true. And I looked, okay, the antibodies are better. We know that the vaccinations aren't working. We know that preventative uh, prophylactics, oregano oil and OSHA, in my case, uh, lots of vitamins, plenty of uh, vitamin D, a zinc uh, lozenge, uh, you know, a few times a week. I'm good to go, baby, with a little bit of apple cider vinegar and making sure I get my three squares that are coming in, uh, over a period of eight hours now on my little fasting. Let me tell you, I'm not getting sick and I'm not worried about going out and I'm not worried about putting on my mask. And I can tell you, I can tell you that I'm not running around carrying COVID-19. Folks, we've put the nail in the coffin of the vaccines. We're going to help all of us. We can't mask ourselves out of this. We cannot vax ourselves out of this. You know what you can do? You can stop taking the damn tests. Because I did a little bit of math earlier today. And I looked at the states. And I started combining, you know, total number of deaths. Now, again, this is ivermectin hydroxychloroquine. I was blown away when I saw the two most open and the highest employment, not to mention the highest labor participation rates. Utah and Nebraska. Ladies and gentlemen, Dowd, I'm going to take three, and I'm going to put the third in Wyoming. Okay? Now, Utah, I don't know what the total population there, but I think it's about a million more than New Mexico. And Nebraska, probably about maybe about a half a, half a, a million more than New Mexico, if I'm, if I'm guessing. So you're probably looking between the two of them, about six million. If you combine the number of deaths, it's about right where the total number of deaths are in the state of New Mexico. And we are a state that's half their size. Now, those states have stayed open. Those states are at unemployment levels unheard of in the history of this country. People have picked up and moved there. There's more jobs. There are people to take them. We're talking about 2% unemployment. I think, Dowd, you may have mentioned 23 2.4%. Uh, Nebraska's under 2. It's 1.9. 1.9. And if there's anything, and none of your Republican candidates right now are talking about this, and I hope every single one of them runs out and repeats every single word I'm saying, okay? Because I've just given you the proof. These states never shut down. These states never declared an emergency. These states have unemployment under 2% competing. By and by, and I can tell you, not the best weather, especially during the winter, colder. 
and they have less deaths, each one of them. And if you put put them both together, comparatively, they're about 6,000. We're at about 5,200. You know who's not going to report that? Channels 4, 7, and 13. And the Albuquerque Journal and the Santa Fe New Mexican or other big radio stations will not be telling you this. The lockdowns simply have not worked. Europe has gone in a completely different direction than the United States. They're going in a direction of more forced vaccinations, more lockdowns. We know this, okay? We know what they're doing. Red states, they're done with COVID. We are not. We're going into this long winter again. It is Freedom USA, whether that's in Nashville, Utah, or Nebraska. It is actually safer if you're not vaccinated, ladies and gentlemen. We know right now the total number of infections, infected people in the place where Omicron originated, 172 in South Africa. That's right. South Africa. Where it's all started. And we're bracing. We're shutting down. Total lockdown in uh, New York City. Just based upon the data in South Africa, if you look at this, all right, and it's supposedly very transmissible, you have the health director stating unequivocally, I don't know what they're all freaking out about in the United States. <laughs> what are they freaking out about? It sounds creepy. Omicron. <laughs> Omicron. I, we better do something about it. And that's really all this is, folks. What does it sound like? What is it going to do? What is it going to take over? You look at the Daily Mail. <laughs> One Omicron positive person who went out and 120 people. That's fear mongering by the Daily Mail. And guess where they went? Oh, a, a big party in Oslo. Yeah. Got to the stand Scandinavian countries where we've seen the difference. We're going to talk about Scotland uh, when we return and what they're doing, New York City. We're going to talk about Nevada uh, as well. I hate to be pounding upon this so much, but there is a real difference that's happening. And you're sitting in this market bubble of news information. And I'm so glad that you're getting different information by listening to us here this afternoon. Because the University of New Mexico, what are they saying? Feeling sick? Stay at home. Don't do anything. We'll visit all that when we return. Back in three minutes, uh, right here in the Kiva, AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Do you believe the U.S. can run trillion-dollar deficits forever without consequence? Do you believe our politicians have any incentive to rein in spending? Do you believe the stock and bond markets are on solid ground? If you don't, and if you believe something's wrong, but you also believe there will be an opportunity as things change, then call Greg Zanetti at Zanetti Financial. He's been helping people with their investments since 1986. He sees the investment world through a clear lens. He gets it. No annuities, no insurance, no investor profiles. The goal is to make you money. Call Greg today, 250-3754, or visit him at ZanettiFinancial.com. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. 
Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. The market is flooded with health supplements that claim benefits in memory, but virtually none offer credible evidence with their products working until now. Memory Revitalizer 800-606-0192. This potent natural formula was invented by a neuroscientist and physician. Memory Revitalizer slows aging, improves memory, increases energy, gives robust stamina. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 18 years. It is safe. It does not interact with other prescription drugs. Two large blinded studies confirm the benefits in memory capacity. Customers say it's wonderful. It works. It's essential. Buy it from Best Buy Pharmacy, Manal Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies. Or purchase it from Moses Country Store and other independent health stores. Or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. We love our pets. Raw Greens carry CBD for pets. Raw Greens also carries CBD for people like you and me. Come into Raw Greens today. We're Raw Greens, your local joint on San Mateo, north of Manal, or visit us online at cbd.theplaceilike.com. Bad credit? Need it fixed? At Credit Rescue, Inc., our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power, and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue, Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos, to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. Maintaining your cutting equipment is essential to the longevity of your tools and the quality of your product. Whether you're a woodworking professional, metalworking professional, hobbyist, or you just need a new edge on your kitchen knives or gardening tools, trust the sharpening experts at Precision Sharpening to help keep your tools in excellent condition. 884-8229-884-8229. Hey, Rock of Talk listeners, do you know what's on the Rock of Talk app? The Rock of Talk TV, Rock of Talk podcast, Rock of Talk news, weather, alarm, and more. Download it now at rockoftalk.com.
436 here in the Kiva. Little little Jesus. You need a little Jesus. Well, that was uh, Jesus Jones back in the day. I don't know how uh, how old that song is. I think but probably when I graduated, what, 93, 94, I think. About when that is, lots of text. You guys like the wrap around. You guys like getting all the information, getting perspective. And uh, it's not just perspective. It's truth, folks. You guys are getting real good information. And, you know, these are takeaways. You grab our podcast. You grab, I actually posted today the video. And I'm going to start pushing that stuff out there. It's going to be subscriber only. I did put out the Steve Smotherman video hmm. so that you guys could all see it. But, you know, what we want to do is bring people in here because we have the bandwidth, we have the ability, not just on the AM side, uh, but we had the Rock of Talk TV and the rockoftalk.com and just get it and just, just dispense it. Just start truth bombing people. Just grab the podcast after we're done. Just send it out. Okay. We're telling you things that nobody else. And these fake uh, conservatives and these fake Republicans and these guys that are out there, I mean, these, these Trump haters who are posing and the people who are controlled oppositions who are posing and trying to get some level of traction. Uh, we don't need your voices if you aren't going to stay in the fight and true to the message and staying unvaxxed. We just proved to you. I mean, today is a day which will live in infamy, of course, because we know 80 years ago and what happened there. And then you had the cycle of 80 years and we're pulled into this war. And yet here we are 80 years hence and we're in the middle of this war all over again that they're not kamikazing the ships. They're kamikazing your home, your businesses, your life. Our threats are domestic now, not, oh, not foreign. Right there. They're taking shots that you're willingly say, hey, hit me up. And you idiots out there who continue to hold the line and apologize and say, well, I have to do it. I have to do it. I have to do it. Okay. If you held out long enough, today was your victory day. Today was V-Day for you. You came out of that war and you realized, my gosh, judge issues a nationwide injunction. How, how come we're not talking about this here locally? I'm going to get to keep my job at Sanity National Labs. I'm going to be able to keep my job at Los Alamos National Labs. They're going to keep pushing. It's like, oh, Donald Trump is saving you with his federal appointments. I don't know where this uh, particular judge, you don't look him up, uh, or Stan Baker, uh, where he came from or what he's doing. But they're feeling, folks. This is literally, we are holding up the Republic at this point. I told you, you're going to have to push as hard as you can for 250 years. We have to push here harder than any other place because we know that the Democrats will stop at nothing to become full-blown commies here in the state of New Mexico and across this country. The National Institute of Health, Francis Collins said yesterday on Meet the Press that it was possible Doubt that the Omicron variant will not be the last COVID-19 variant. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, they Turn did the now. page. <laughs> Tell me which day they said this, and, uh, oh, it's anyone that ends in Y. And you're saying, why? Collins responded, it's certainly possible that this is not the last emerging variant that will attract a lot of attention and a lot of concern. This one does have the largest number of mutations that we've seen so far. Again, I give you the Spanish flu. I give you the common cold. Remember, we used to say there's no cure for the common cold. What do you think the coronavirus is? It is the cold. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is the cold. Difference is, is it attacks the respiratory system. It attacks fat people and people who have asthma. Sorry if you don't like to hear the word fat people, but it attacks fat people. If you have a hard time getting upstairs, you likely probably should be doing something to take care of your health. Walk three flights of stairs, and if you're out of breath, well, you don't want to get... That, that should be the test. I just gave it to you. You can't make three flights of stairs without yeah. breathing hard. 
uh, tell me you're the you're the guy that needs to stay home. You're the gal that needs to stay. Well, home. and of course, when we were pointing out that early data, what a year and a half ago about obesity and, and sick people, the response from the 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 the, 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 the pandemic people was, oh, well, how can that help someone right now? You can't, someone can't get into shape overnight. But it's a year and a half later. You can lose a lot of weight in a year and a half. You can change your habits to, to significantly boost your health in a year and a half. So they really kind of painted themselves into a corner on that. If this thing had only lasted six weeks, they would have had a point. Uh, as we enter, as we finish up year two and enter year three, that's plenty of time for you to make changes in your life, to get out more, to walk more, to change your diet. Um, we still don't hear anything about that. Though, yeah, do we? well, we don't need to. Uh, stay Just home. Just take the jab. Yeah, wear the it. mask outside and uh, yeah. fall over and die. Back some like Back some every athlete out there. I guarantee you, you're going to get your life back if you just keep masking and vaccine. Right? That's what we've been saying for a year and a half, right? Well, here's what's happening in Nevada for the people who disobey. They, they don't want to obey. Nevada will be the first state to charge state workers enrolled in public employee health insurance plans a surcharge if they aren't vaccinated. What is it? 55 bucks. A month so that you can pay for your tests. Remember the test to stay? That's now going to be invading my private Catholic school. You know what I'm thinking now? I'm thinking that maybe my kids aren't good in that private Catholic school any longer. Because now they're forcing private Catholic schools to adopt the very same things that the rest of the public schools are doing. Where's the value for the people who want choice? Why are you still wearing the mask? We have proven this stuff to you. In Nevada, workplaces where there's less than 70% of employees have gotten shots, employees are required to be tested weekly. That's what they want. They want you to kind of hold that thing there as a scarlet letter. So de Blasio, he issues in New York, straight away across the country, as you heard on Sunday, will impose the first in the nation vaccine mandate for private companies. That's right. It wasn't enough for them to get the frontline workers. They didn't. It wasn't enough for them to get the private uh, uh, companies that are out there over 100 employees. They did it. But now you've got mayors, and this is why your city elections mattered so much. You were all laughing at me. I'm unvaxxed. I don't believe in this. Who's coming out clean now? Who is the right guy for the job? Well, clearly. Preemptive strike? By de Blasio on this? They already require vaccinations for hospital and nursing home workers. City employees. Teachers, police officers, firefighters. They don't even have that here, by the way, for the police officers and the firefighters. The mayor's office announced mandates would be extended. There you go, folks. Not enough for Kami de Blasio to just take over what he runs, but also what he doesn't run, which is private and religious schools. And our, and our own religious school is caving as well. New York City Health Commissioner, Komazar, Dr. Dave Chokishi, or Chokshi. Vaccines work and vaccine mandates work. What did I just send out the entire first segment? We know that vaccines do not work. We know that vaccine mandates do not work. But here it is, more propaganda, more crap coming out. Do as we say or we would come to penalize you. We will take away what you have so much pride in. Your work, your family. How do we take away your family? We take away your ability to earn an income. And they say, particularly when joined with efforts to build vaccine confidence, build the BS. Here's what's happening in New York City. You won't want to go. And you can't. You just have to stay inside a New York City hotel room. Current occupancy in a New York City hotel, about 30%. Oof. And they're not exactly offering deals. Why? Because they've been pushed up by the amount of PPE 
PPE money or PPP money that came in 2020. They don't have to break even. They're doing what the government tells them to do because the government is what's paid them to keep them in business. Just like the airlines, where's all that money to keep them in business? By the way, I don't know if you heard on Saturday, Dowd, but we had uh, Rebecca doing her show on Saturday morning. She was uh, trying things out and she brought in a 25-year retired Delta airline pilot who stated, and I quote, I will not board a plane where two pilots are both vaccinated. Wow. Why is that? <laughs> Pericarditis yeah, yeah, yeah. and myocarditis. Yeah, heart, heart really Those issues. are the things, and it's a sudden thing, and you understand the level of stress. It takes two people to take off, and it takes two people to land. And where are the highest level of stress during that entire flight? Course, it's in the crush. It's in the lift and the receive. Yep. And a pilot would not get on a plane where there are two pilots, two pilots who are both vaccinated. And guess what's mandated in those airlines? Sorry for the digression. Yeah, you have to get a mandated vaccine. All right. Here's what's happening in New York City, since you might fly there with two vaccinated pilots. Not trying to scare fear into you, but we've got athletes just killing over, just doing stretches and then dying. There you go. You're dead. Theaters, restaurants, indoor public establishments. You must have a vaccination passport. That's worse than European countries, folks. It is the worst in the world, New York City. It also extends to children ages 5 to 11 and require a second vaccine shot that you must get. And somehow New York City has all the vaccine shots. We don't have them, I think, at any one time. We might have 3,500 at most available right now. They're trying to mandate that we get these vaccines. They're like, well, we can't provide them. Well, stay home, please. We've got an election in 2022. We've got to reelect Michelle Lujan Grisham. So it will include five to 11 year olds as of this weekend, 1214. Five to 11 will need to have at least one vaccinate, uh, vaccine dose to participate in quote unquote high risk extracurricular activities, including football and volleyball. Create clubs, folks. That's where we're going with this. Yep. This isn't a preemptive strike. This is tyranny. Because if you go back to Scotland, and we had that good report, which compared, and remember, Scotland's a bubble. They only have the information that they're keeping inside Scotland, and not the stuff they get in Norway. Because if they had it in Norway, they had that information, they realized they didn't have a lockdown, and they did far better than Scotland. Sweden. Sweden, sorry. Well, I'm thinking of Norway only because... That's where they said they had the Oslo party. And, oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, Omicron. Right. I'm sorry. Right. I, I mean, thank you for the correction yeah. of that. I appreciate that. Just to our Nordic audience. I know they, they would get upset if we didn't. Get yeah. They're precise. Gonna, <laughs> Stefan Helgeson would be very yes, upset yes. about that. Thing. We're, we're not on, all Eddie. the same, you know. <laughs> we're like three. I'm the one on the right. We're the one on the left. And we're the guys stuck in the middle. You Are know? you saying all Scandinavians look alike? <laughs> I'm uh, triggered. The Scottish government, Scottish, is encouraging people to take a test before they meet people. Yeah. That's right. Well, I just, yeah. it, 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 and pardon me for bringing this up. My sister said that to me this morning. Yeah, you're not looking for STD tests on uh, <laughs> yeah, right. on uh, on on your dating apps and say, "Well, are you are you clean? Are you clean? I don't know. You have cooties? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> are you unclean? Like these people are taking just tests for the air that they breathe at this point. It's like, how else can we possibly keep these people apart? Oh, I know. The people in Scotland were ruled by England forever. And the people in New Mexico, well, they get all the money from the federal government. Yep. And they're a death a, a spiral state. And they won't speak back to us. Let's test these two markets out and see if we can go ahead and do it. 
How long is it going to be? Oh, yeah, we already have the test to stay program, the Albuquerque Public Schools. A text or email showing a negative test result will be accepted as an alternative to a vaccine passport. Oh, see, oh, okay. we're being very nice, yeah. Dowd. We're adaptable, flexible. Club, we need to know that you're negative. Here you go. Brand new COVID strain in Scotland. Only 48 people for Omicron. And how the hell are they testing for that anyway? How do we know that they're testing for that? How do we discern what Omicron is versus right. Delta? Well, they look under it, and I investigated this by looking into a microscope and actually seeing the different types. That's how they know. And that actually happens right here. The people who are testing for COVID-19, they're working all hours of the day with more tests coming in than you've ever seen. <laughs> and they're putting every single test underneath the microscope. And they're trained to look for the different types of variants. Mm -hmm. That's how they see it. I know a lot of you were like, how do we know? How do we know? That's how you know. Because every single one is going through it. In fact, I'm hearing from one uh, right now. I'm reading, uh, yeah, but she's not talking about that. On the one hand, to limit the spread, according to this, of the new variant, the public health advice would be to go quickly and decisively. That could mean tough decisions to limit mass gatherings. How has that worked? Not at all. Not here, not Scotland, not anywhere. Okay, this is playing it politically. The government response in all this needs to be something that seems to be fair, that's thinking about all, right, parties to the deal, thinking about all segments, business, I don't know, travel, holiday, just We're all living, in this together. It's know. always been true from day one. There's been no clear evidence that Omicron will lead to people becoming more seriously ill and hospitals struggling to find enough beds for COVID patients at this point. So in New York City, de Blasio's reaction is exactly that. It's a reaction. Or is it? Is it just part more of this planned pandemic going into year three? We're a week away, ladies and gentlemen, six days away from marking 21 months. 21 months. I think the largest gestation in the world for anything <laughs> might be a whale elephant? or an elephant. <laughs> is, it, is it 21 months? They're, they're shorter than 21. You have become elephants, ladies and gentlemen. This totalitarianism has had a long gestation period. It really has. <laughs> now, here we going. go. I got babies on the mind right now. All right. At the University of New Mexico, they want you to stay home. If you're feeling sick, the advice, stay home. Symptoms aren't always from the flu, they say, or COVID-19, Both cases on the rise, everybody. It's important we're careful when we're feeling any symptoms. What do we know about COVID? Have you seen somebody, have you met somebody who's infected with COVID? They always say something about it, okay? I think I had it. And then if they had it, it's like, oh, I had it. I tested for the antibodies. These people don't even know that they had it. What are you talking about feeling any symptoms? Let me tell you, they've broken it out, and now it includes Diarrhea, folks. Yes. Remember the run on toilet paper last year? A new symptom. Okay. Yes. Yeah. A, a diarrhea. They're starting to put that out there, ladies and gentlemen. Allergies, common colds, important to stay at home, flu-like symptoms, be supportive of the employees, be supportive of the students, stay home, stay home, stay home, stay home. How in the hell do we stay home at this point? Nearly 21 months in. I am interested to know what is the longest gestation period. 
out of any of the animals. I'm not working so. on it. My computer is being <laughs> difficult. Today. Oh, is it? Yes. My computer hates me. John McAfee from Beyond the Grave is it's constant <laughs> updates, cycling. Just... You weren't the, the woman who's like, <laughs> oh, I don't know how it works. I just type and the program comes up and I always, I used to do desktop support. Oh, that was a bit brutal. <laughs> when Eddie comes to you to take care of desktop support, you know. I mean, that's, uh, by the way, it, it was very interesting. I was the friendliest guy in the whole entire place. That's true. Um, so, But every was, man has a breaking point with stupid people. I mean, uh, uh, well, the, I told you about the Anacornicova virus. I literally oh, told yeah. everybody, you know, please do not open up anything regarding Anacornicova. And she was all the rage. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. She yeah. was all the rage. Everybody wanted to see Anacornicova in a, in a short skirt. That's what they were going for. And I'm like, oh, yep, there they go. And I said, I literally ripped the cords out of the computer. And I picked up the desktop PC just like that. I hit the microphone, everything. I said, you're done for the day. <laughs> and I re- remember the guy, the guy's name was, he was from, he was German. Philip Schmatzny. Yeah, he was a, a financial consulting guy. <laughs> yeah, um, the IT guy yeah. is very testy today. <laughs> yeah. God, Ed. God, Ed. How Listen could... to some craft work. You calm down, oil. <laughs> yeah, it was very funny. He actually did no craft work. Uh, I got stickers here. Uh, tyrants need compliance. Uh, remember, when it's tyranny... You don't comply. It's forced. Uh, Eddie, it is really nice to see you, but I got diarrhea. Very funny. Yeah. There we go. Oh, look, uh, Paseo del Norte San Pedro. People are out there protesting. That's good. And that's exciting. Fauci kills pup- let's see, puppies and people. <laughs> oh, wow. This is really. Funny. Let's see where we got some more signs that are out there. <laughs> Fauci kills puppies <laughs> and people. <laughs> Not wrong. Eddie, uh, legacy school. I didn't know that. Does uh, Legacy have a school too? I guess uh, Steve Smotherman's uh, church can just do everything that the government uh, doesn't want to do. They want you to do. I'm reading the real Anthony Fauci book by Kennedy. He claims that HHS asked six big pharma companies to donate the hydroxychloroquine to our emergency stockpile, 63 million doses in 2020, just to get it off the market. Oh, yeah, donate. Donate. Can't find it. And you don't need it because it's bad for you. Very sad to hear that Dan uh, Lewis took the poison. Just because Trump said so. No, man, that is no man tells me to take the poison. Scientists are now wondering why the virus is causing heart conditions. It's not that the virus, it's the poison. Unbelievable. Pericarditis, myocarditis, look it up. And if you get vented, right? And uh, we know if you take remdesivir while you're vented, you're dead in three to five days. Not good. D-E-D, you're dead, dude. Zed, Zed's dead. Is that from again? That's from uh, Pulp, Pulp Fiction. Fiction. Yeah. It was a judge in Augusta, Georgia. Is the guy. Hot sauce uh, checks in. I'm damn good. I put apple cider vinegar, and they are hot enough to kill all bugs and viruses. I'm thinking, sprinkle some hotter sauce on the tyrant and watch her explode. <laughs> wow. Oh, he puts apple cider vinegar in. It. I thought water would just make her melt. Oh, Obamacron. I like oh, that. Okay. Obamacron. I like that. That's good. Uh, Eddie, they want to sterilize us or kill us. Um, Thanks for the Sons of Liberty show on Sunday mornings, Ed. Uh, good information. I appreciate that. Uh, Eddie, good afternoon. I just voted at Four Hills, of course, for Lori. Uh, two machines at 2.30, two total count uh, December 7th. Uh, thank you, Patrick. Uh, thanks for checking in. The two candidates went above. Five conservative city council. That will help fight for the 505. Absolutely. You guys have two hours to go ahead and uh, get that done. Uh, longest gestation period, Dow? Do we got it yet? I'd love to. I'd love to Make do it. The Dow 3000 work today, but John McAfee is from beyond the grave. John McAfee. Yeah, he's still haunting us. There we go. He killed a guy in Belize, and now he's killing my show. Did he really? All right. Uh, I'm sorry. Allegedly. Allegedly. Back after the top of the hour news. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Download the apps. Check us out on Roku, Fire, 
and Amazon as well. The great communicator on makeusgodlyagain.com. Sometimes we just need a pick me up. Makeusgodlyagain.com. Friends ask me what my recommendations are. I just say theplaceilike.com. Theplaceilike.com. Wow, it's great for locals. Awesome weekly deals, too. Theplaceilike.com. Wow, breakfast at theplaceilike.com. Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770 or visit online at truewestgroup.com No matter where your journey starts it will end at Ann Matthews Bridal where you will get to say yes to the dress. The Ann Matthews selection from nine top designers including the Disney collection to 18 different lines brings the shopping experience of New York and Dallas right here to Albuquerque. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. And Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes She owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Direct and straightforward. That's how National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan describes President Biden's roughly two-hour video call with Russian President 
Vladimir Putin. He reiterated America's support for Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity. Sullivan adding that President Biden warned Putin regarding those troops and what happens if Russia invades Ukraine. If Russia further invades Ukraine, the United States and our European allies would respond with strong economic measures. The drop in productivity in the third quarter is more significant than what was originally reported. In November, the Bureau of Labor Statistics reporting it was down by 5%. But according to revised data, it fell by 5.2%, making it the largest drop since 1960. This is USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Allyn There are two things that I care about. I'm always working on my health and fitness, and I care so much about preventing illness. And that's where vitamin D comes in. Vitamin D is also known as the sunshine vitamin. How do you know if you have low levels of vitamin D? Most people don't. Sons of Liberty, our regular sponsors of CBD, have been working with a group of scientists to create this patent-pending spray vitamin. Five sprays contain a whopping 15,000 IUs of vitamin D3. It's instantly in your bloodstream, providing amazing protection against illness and the taste is amazing protect yourself and your loved ones this season with this great tasting vitamin d3 spray from sons of liberty for my listeners only go sonsofliberty.com is offering a discount of 15 percent off every product when you use the code war 15 at checkout please support veteran-owned service disabled small business go sonsofliberty.com make the healthy choice and choose go sonsofliberty.com use code war 15 to get up to 15 percent off go sonsofliberty.com Today, we honor those who gave the ultimate sacrifice during the attack on Pearl Harbor. It was 80 years ago the United States was forced into World War II. Yesterday, December 7, 1941, a date which will live in infamy, the United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. Although most people associate the term D-Day with the Normandy evasion on June 6, 1944, it is military code for the beginning of any offensive operation. In the Pacific Theater during World War II, there were more than 100 D-Days. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. Netflix, Disney Plus, and many high-profile sites are offline due to an Amazon server issue. You're listening to USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alaroot. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top ten most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download at iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. A new CNBC small business survey shows 34% of small business owners now approve of the way President Joe Biden is handling his job as president, down from 40% in the third quarter of the year. Most of the decrease was among independents at 33% who now approve of Biden. Inflation tops a list of concerns with 34% of small business owners citing it as the biggest risk to their business, followed by supply chain disruptions. This, as a former CEO of McDonald's, Ed Renzi, tells Fox News, inflation is real and hurting consumers across the country. It is not good right now, and this inflation is just making matters so much worse. 
Uh, the American public is just getting brutalized with inflation. Uh, I look at the prices. I'm just stunned at what restaurant prices have come to. Uh, it's just it's really tragic when a case of chicken goes from $40 a case to $175 a case if you can get it. Right. I mean, it's just the, the family budget can't handle this. A Harvard Caps Harris poll asked voters about a possible presidential rematch in 2024. According to the poll, 48% of Americans would pick Donald Trump with 45% choosing Biden and 8% unsure. In the poll, women were equally divided with each candidate drawing 46%. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Bur- Albuquerque's macro aggression. I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk, on AM 1600 KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. 550-550-5500 is the number to call, 550-5500, or text Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, podcasting on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, and downloading for apps at rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com, so you can go ahead and do that, and then uh, get us on re-release, which comes on. So here's what I'm going to do for everybody that's out, out there. We bought more bandwidth. A lot of people are going to rockoftalk.tv. Thank you for doing so. I'm also going to leave the cameras up during intermission. Uh, I didn't let Dow know that. So <laughs> that way, I mean, people want to see that instead of just the scenes because they see everything at the bottom. They want to see more about what's happening in the studio while we're down. So you're welcome to go ahead and see all of that, folks. So we're going to put that information. We'll just leave it out there and you can just kind of see us mill around the the studio, uh, if you like, literally, people have said, "Oh, I want to see what you guys do like you know, during the break. What are you doing?" Hello, you know, mother. Nice to. You. Uh, by the way, that is uh, yeah. Hello, mother. Hello, father. Here at uh, Camp Lockdown, Camp, otherwise known as New Mexico. <laughs> Camp Kivawana, right? Uh, we got marijuana with the uh, Kiva in this state. There's your apple cider vinegar. That's what it looks like. It's Bragg's organic apple cider vinegar. Oh. There you go. Just uh, take that uh, unpasteurized. Uh, by the way, it does go bad. So you do. As bad as it tastes, uh, if you want it, you know, just I've been on it a week. Just straight up apple cider vinegar. Been doing the same thing. I think I played golf three times. You know, just trying to do whatever I can. She's gonna shut down my golf course. She's gonna shut down. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah she's gonna gotta do it. Oh, I don't want that. You guys are paying attention to me. Uh, this hour, let's just focus on the 505 and uh, maybe a little bit of Maxwell. And then, of course, at six o'clock, we've got uh, Murder Mike's brand new time going at 6 p.m. Uh, to kind of uh, kick off the hour of blood, uh, if you will. That was quite a um, report yesterday, or early in the show yesterday. Yeah, well, we had to kick it off like that because, you know, you guys got two hours to go ahead and get your asses to the poll and vote for Lori Robertson and tip the scales at city council. A very, very, very bad turnout thus far. So, you know, uh, you got to get out there. District 7, District 9, uh, Renee Grout and uh, Lori Robertson, you've got to turn out, uh, folks. You just have to. Because the Albuquerque City Council was there last night. They were meeting. They were trying to, they were trying to sneak one in on us. Yep, they were trying to get the uh, stadium done. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. A little uh, backdoor dealing, according to some reports. But they had a hundred and ten million dollars there, right there, right in front. You had uh, Bassan, sadly to say, with uh, Clarissa Pena. She's been here. In studio, it's been some years ago. Very, very nice lady. You might voted remember. against ART. Um, yeah, she did vote against ART. Well, indeed. not a whole lot of people like to take the bus in her her neck of the woods, so to speak. Uh, um, the only people who are taking buses this, these days. Did I not tell you about the 24 uh, passenger uh, being hurt? That guy's been charged. I mean, he literally just grabbed onto the wheel. Crazy. It wasn't Jesus taking the wheel. It was this guy <laughs> taking the wheel, flipping the Greyhound bus on 
12th and uh, I-40 headed eastbound. Just not people are nuts. Now you're just sitting people there in your seat totally and some fight breaks out and suddenly you're off the road and I mean with a broken shoulder or something. I mean randomly. He thought according to reports, he thought people were following him. Oh you're on a bus, dude. What what are you doing? Well he was yeah. unmasked. Maybe government was uh, following yes, him. He is, uh, <laughs> having he mental right. health problems. So uh Brooke Basson, Clarissa Pena sponsored the proposal and they wanted to get the projects uh, off the ground. Now, uh here's what you need to know about all of this, okay? There's a guy who just got elected, Louis Sanchez, not the one running for governor, the one who ran for city council and won and beat Lansana, and he's a quote unquote conservative Democrat. I don't, I, I'm just uncomfortable with that. And from every, we'll, we'll, we'll find out once he starts voting. <laughs> yeah, no, what does that mean? I'm, a, I'm a pro-life Democrat. No, you're a Democrat, and uh, you're 99% funded by Planned Parenthood. But anyway, we'll we'll just look past it. No big deal. Sanchez says the mayor doesn't want him to take office so they can quickly pass this piece of legislation. This was in. Uh, awaits for last night's meeting that would take out 110 million legislation would use the money to set aside to build a soccer stadium he thought. the november election voters overwhelmingly said no to using the 50 million dollars in bonds of course we all did it was like nearly two-thirds yet tim keller won with 55 percent legislation backed by basson and pena and of course tim keller wants to spend the money without sending it to the voters now this is according to koat so they are a little bit propagandist tj wilhelm you know uh, saying that I would be the first black mayor. I did not say that. So I have less of a tendency, given who he associates with, given his history, given his uh, work inside Mayor Barry's administration, to kind of believe all this. So I think this is just a lot of mudslinging all this. Well, guess what, folks? Nothing happened. It got voted down just like Dan Lewis said it would. Okay? He was here last night in studio as we were talking. He said, this is going to go nowhere at this point. Okay? Bassan. I'm disappointed, Brooke. Well, that's okay. We still we still got love for you. Still got an R next to your name for now. She stated, and just just listen to this. People want to see their tax dollars go to work to do something for them. They want to see their tax dollars being used for things that they're asking help about. They wanted to issue more debt. We've said no to maybe four bonds since like 1992. Is that yeah, about right? Extremely rare. Extremely yeah. rare. Here's the things that they wanted to care about last night. Housing, $25.6 million for acquiring, improving, and equipping housing, including uh, something called a sobering center. We've got people on uh, smoking dope now, literally, out in the streets, no big deal. We're not going to have a sobering center. Parks, open space, and recreational facilities, $5 million for city, $3 million for Los Altos. What's happening in Los Altos? They're just turning that place upside down. $2 million for Civic Plaza, $10 million for Cibolo Loop, $4 million for Westgate, $12 million for an aquatic center. When's the last time you've seen anybody swim in this city, honestly? <laughs> right? A little, a little dry here in the Southwest. I grew up at the A pool. I also uh, grew up at the uh, Sierra Vista pool on the west side. I took my lessons at the A pool. I mean, it was, it was right off of... Uh, it was like Phoenix and Manal right there, I think, is where it was. Four million at Loma Linda Community Center. Field Chacon, the park, to finally clean up the feces, the fecal matter, and the homelessness, I suppose. West Side Recreational Fields, West Side Indoor Recreational Complex, all right there. Public Safety, $12.5 million for APD's main building. $5 million for the Academy. $4.5 million for Phase 2 of the Southeast Area Command. $7 million for San Mateo and Catherine Public Safety Facility, and $10 million for the Westside Public Safety Facility. $38 million, $45 million, and another $25 million on top of that. 
carry the one, and you're looking at what they were looking at last night. Not exactly, I think, where we need to be focusing, because this is all just for buildings. This is just all very static stuff. We know that police officers, yes, I have it on the official word, they're retiring in droves. They're buying their contracts out. I think since Tim Keller has, this is unofficial, since Tim Keller has been reelected in the last month alone, we've had over 35 officers turn in their papers, no longer wanting to be police officers, and no longer wanting to put up for another four years. I thought we were going to hear about 200 or something like that. So this is all for naught. Luis Sanchez will get finally sworn in, I guess, at the beginning of the year, and it's uh, much ado about nothing. I don't know why or why that was necessary, given where you know Dan Lewis seemed to already know where it was. But good on Louis for at least showing a, a certain level of enthusiasm for wanting to get on the city council, mm. right? Not and, just and, get and remember who he wants to replace or, or will be replacing yeah. Lansena, left-wing activist. Yeah, let's so. stop there for a second. Just like how big of a win, even though uh, Louis is a Democrat, just how big of a win this is. This is a woman who wanted to have forced unionization of every project, every city project out there. That means it's 100% union. Can you imagine the cost of those buildings in a union wage type deal for the city of Albuquerque? <laughs> that uh, ART probably cost an additional 40% on top of the 120 million. Yeah, we'd be probably looking at somewhere between 170, 180 million just to get the type of labor rates that they want. Not to mention take the breaks and all the rest of the stuff that they're asking for on top of it. <sighs> But here's what's happening in the Albuquerque Police Department. I think we should focus there because that's really the key. Some of these fired and suspended cops, according to KOAT, could get their job back. Is it possible? We can only wish. We can only hope so. Okay. But Sean Willoughby is taken along with two police officers. Okay. There's a labor board. And they've been trying to crack down on the Department of Justice, getting these discipline things in order. It's, it's, it's all messy, right? Because the DOJ just issues, oh, you looked at me wrong, right? And I'm going to get to, at the end of this, ABQ Raw has a video uh, of a uh, young man uh, being shot in the back. Now, before you pass judgment, based upon my phrasing, you will find that this is a justified shooting. Okay? We'll talk about that uh, a little bit later. John Willoughby states, the city of Albuquerque wants to hold officers accountable. We're not afraid of the accountability. According to KOAT, you can hold officers accountable. We expect your process to be filed. And when we expect this process to be a timely one, these are officers, because of the process and going through this, who have not been given a very speedy trial, let's mm, say. Mm. Okay? In a unanimous decision, the board ruled in favor of the officers to get them back up and running. One of them is suspended for violating the city's use of force policy. Received a two-week suspension, cost him three grand. Fact of the matter is, it's egregious, he stated. And the city of Albuquerque is willingly understanding that they are violating the agreement that they made with their officers. He says there are as many as 100 police officers. When I read that, wait, you mean to tell me not only we understaff, but we're probably counting those very officers who are facing disciplinary action and are not out on the street right now? No wonder there's people getting this massive level of overtime. And you just reelected the mayor, ladies and gentlemen, who presides over the administration that screwed up on this level. And remember, the ACLU loves to see this, okay? And they fully endorse wholeheartedly, spent 125 grand in 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 uh, support of Mayor Keller because they like this. They like the officers being on trial. 
they're not going to run to anybody else's defense. They're always going to run to the perpetrator who they claim is always the victim. Came from a hard life. Don't you know you're being tough on them? We need to go ahead and install the Arnold tool, bail reform. We need to make sure that we don't put these people in jail. You know how many incarcerated black people there are? They just kind of throw everything out there. According to this, just in case those numbers weren't big enough, in the last report filed just two weeks ago, now, this court-appointed monitor makes sure APD follows the agreement, issues a report updating the community on how the police department is doing. Last one, not good. He said all these negative things about the police officers, right? He basically stated that uh, they don't want to have any sort of discipline whatsoever. They're skipping out on their own discipline. Like, these are just bad guys, bad cops. He really wants to keep his check. That is uh, Mr. Ginger, by the way. APD has a backlog of 667 uninvestigated use of force cases. Those are just cases that are hanging over our police officers before they get out their car, before they go to work, before. How do they not resign today? They wouldn't have any of these be use of forces and uh, use of force cases in other departments. Every single time an officer uses force, according to the report, it must be reviewed to determine if policy was violated. Oh, we'll just, we'll just wait it out. I don't know. When's my trial? Hey, hey, can I stay home until then? Channel 7 reached out to the city attorney following that report, and he tells us that a new process has been developed. The process is stalling these guys out and is keeping you unsafe. And remember what I told you when, we were, when I was running, well, yeah, when we were running for mayor, when we were fighting for the 505. Remember what I told you? This is crime by design. They know by preventing the cops from going out there, whether it's the DOJ, whether it's the, you know, the brass, the command, if you will, trying to justify this because it's all political. At this point, you're saying, well, we got to get our, their asses back out there because we've got bad dudes. The city has not reinstated any of those officers. The city has also not given them any back pay. Mayor Tim Keller, do you love your Albuquerque Police Department? It is. The, the, let me shake the eight ball here because I got an eight ball hemorrhage. With Outlook this cloudy. <laughs> it is decidedly no. Decidedly no. Hell no. These officers, while they're sitting out there, and he's claiming that, oh, we've grown by 300, but we've also lost 250. No, 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 no. The city has to exhaust all of its appeals, and they have to go in front of the state Supreme Court in order to get the officers back on the streets. Is it any wonder that people are just out there doing brazen things because the criminals know this. They're very aware of what's happening. You know what they're doing? They're saying, well, you know what? Take care of yourself. Think anyone's going to apprehend anybody for red flag gun laws at this point, <laughs> given this? That's the last order of business for the Albuquerque Police Department. Even if it made it its first priority, it would never get around to you. Can I tell you where I was yesterday? Uh, in a moment. <laughs> no, it relates to this. Yes, go ahead. No, uh, I had to go to the city. Um, I won't get into details, but it was in the city. And you know me, I stay out uh, into uh, in, the, in, in the boondocks with my dogs. Um, I had to go into the city, and there's a sandwich shop that I go on pretty regularly on the weekends. And it was right near the UNM where I had to go to this event yesterday. And I asked the woman on, over the weekend, I said, you know, I think on a weekday, you know, can I, where should I park? It's just a couple of blocks over. And because I'm such a loyal customer, she said to me, you come park right next to our sandwich shop. And you come in and tell me that you are parking here and going over to your meeting and we'll keep an eye on your, your vehicle for you. 
Okay. Are you kidding? That's I and listen, this was her idea. And and I know business people are loyal yeah. to their customers, but I uh you know, and it was the day, you know, one, two, three, four o'clock. I mean the sun was up. Uh and I parked by my my sandwich shop that I go to most weekends. And I, I walked in and said to the lady, you know, oh, you told me to tell you I, I'm leaving the truck here. And, and she said, OK, we'll keep an eye on, on it for you. And, and it was there when I got back. But I mean, was it was I out of my mind or was I reasonable to, to ask about security in that part of town <laughs> when I return to my vehicle? Will it be there? But it was all on her. She said, we will you come in and tell us you're you're leaving it here. and We will keep our eyes open while you're at your meeting. That's that's where Albuquerque is in 2021. I mean, we got an excellent article, uh, 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 Joel Davis Hanson, uh, University of Stanford, and just talking about the encampments that are outside Stanford University. And I think it's a good article. I think it's uh, maybe worth uh, bringing in. It's uh, is it is it Peter Davis Hanson? Victor Davis Hanson. Yeah, Victor Davis Hanson. Got three three names, and it references uh, Seth Rogen. I think we should get to that right after we take a quick break, and we'll use that to bring in uh, 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 Murder Mike on all this, because this is why you see these escalating things taking place, these escalating events. And it's every single night, every single night. I just watched the ABQ Raw video. Um, it's a graphic uh, video, okay? I don't believe that there's any uh, cussing or anything like that uh, on this. I have the dump button on, so we are good. But just as a reflection of what's happening with our police officers, and at first glance, you know, people say, oh, the guy got shot in the back. I've looked at it. I mean, it's open and shut. The guy is waving around a much higher power <laughs> weapon and being asked to drop it. Not only did, it's abqraw.com, not only did, did he, he not drop it, but he said no explicitly. Okay? And you can see this at abqraw.com. Now, the boy died. Elijah Ritchie, okay? Deputy Ronald Perez, thank God he wasn't hurt, and thank God no BCOS, uh, BCSO deputies were also hurt. He only fired one shot. I commend uh, Officer Ronald Perez for doing what he did, okay? Because this guy, not only was he brazen, he was running around with a gun, jacks it up in the air, taking out cars, okay? This is what they're up against, okay? This is what our police officers are up against. You wouldn't want to handle this. Guy running around with a full clip of or, or a full magazine, excuse me. Sorry, sorry, you gun aficionados. They get all get right. They get so angry. <laughs> wow. A clip. What are you talking about, Eddie? Clips. Uh, to take a listen to this, uh, I'm going to play the end, and then you can you can hear the shot, okay, as it plays. And in my opinion, Officer Perez handled this, uh, uh, in my opinion, exquisitely. Take a listen. Put it down. Put the gun down. See, he yells no. Okay. Now, he's about 50 feet in front of him. By the way, great shot, too. Great shot. This guy is off, obviously, and, and where seconds count, we've seen Officer Webster. We've seen other officers that have been in this, this, this situation. Certainly our officer that we lost, uh, Nigel. Uh, was it Officer Nigel? I'm trying to think of his last name. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, these guys should be on the tip of my tongue all the time. But oh, the, the state officer? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. No, no, no. The uh, Rio Rancho police officer. Oh, oh right, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, that happened on Memorial Day. I think we're now over five years uh, since we lost him. These men have to react to people who don't have any regard for themselves, don't have any regard for life, the law, and especially those officers in this. Okay. So as he's, he's wheeling around, okay, he, he pulls in, he's second to the scene. BCSO, uh, BCSO deputy jumps in. Here he is gearing up. 
passes right through. I know you can't see it, okay, because I'm not putting it up on the, the screen. He guns his engine, going right after him. There it is. Stops. The guy runs the other way. He could have easily opened Put fire. Put the gun down! Put it down now! Put it down! Put the gun down! Right there, he puts the gun in the air. His AR-15 sticks it straight up in the air, running with his bag, running away from the police officer, running towards the other police officer. There he is, yelling no. Okay? Now watch this. Put the gun down! That was not gratuitous use of force. That was stopping a boy, a man, with a sealed juvenile police record who is headed towards, guess where he was headed towards in the direction of? And I don't even know if any of this stuff is considered. He was headed towards the other officer. Hmm. He was sandwiched between the two of them. And he decided he did not want to put the gun down. Officer Perez quite likely saved the other officer's life, in my opinion, if you watch the video. Not only that, he was outgunned. He had a nine millimeter and put him down. He had a Harito sticker on his uh, magazine. Yes, um, I'm glad he enjoyed Haritos, so whatever that's worth. That, that doesn't make you a kid. <laughs> Sorry. So here, here you, you go. Got a gun and you you're 16. To, you're a man. This is this is where crime doesn't pay, and uh, good on the uh, BCSO officer. Take a listen. Put the gun down. Stop right there. One zero one. So shots fired. Three officers. No. This is what happens. You die on the streets of New Mexico, but you decide not to obey the law. I'm bleeding everywhere. I'm bleeding everywhere. So what? Should have thought about that before so you decided what? to not put the gun down. You're running around with an AR-15 like a giant idiot. You deserve to die. You absolutely deserve to die if you are a threat to yourself and you're especially a threat to our law enforcement. You deserve to die. The way that he died and went down, this was coming. Good on Deputy Ronald Perez for saving one, maybe two officers' lives and handling it all with one shot. Now, I'm going to say something here, and you may not like it. And I'm, you, if you've never been through concealed gun training, if you've never been through any of this stuff, I don't think you should second-guess the police officers. We've done a great job of doing that each and every time. Some of you are probably saying, well, thank God Eddie Aragon's not our mayor. Oh, you wish I was your mayor. Trust me, because these guys, I would be... Pinning a star on them. Thank you for saving the other two officers' lives. We make an example of uh, Ron Perez and say, I'm sorry that you had to go through that, and I'm sorry that you killed a man. And that will wear on you for the rest of your life. Thank you for protecting our community, and thank you for protecting the other two police officers. But when a police officer is dealing with a public threat, such as this, who's taken out several cars in a vehicle, running around with an AR-15, doesn't know where he's going, what he's doing, and has no regard for life, Anytime you pull out that gun to protect the community, you're shooting to kill because you may not have a second chance either for yourself or for the other officers. And those officers represent our community. Again, you may not like that, but that's what you're trained for. Okay? You're not trained to harm. You're not trained to maim. You're not trained to reduce the threat. They certainly tried to do that. But this was a man with an AR-15 is running at two other officers. It's something that you should look at. I believe that they did a public uh, information uh, thing on it. It also had a scope on it, by the way. Oh. Now, those are not easy to come by. I think they had a full press conference on all this. I would uh, love uh, if any of you kind of checked it out and vetted it out for me. I don't have time to listen through it all, but 
just giving you, you know, my assessment uh, of all that. But it's something that uh, you should definitely look at because streets of Albuquerque certainly are dangerous. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. We'll do a little Billy Joel Royal out here. Speaking of uh, boondocks back in the day, uh, D-Dowd Muska. I don't know if you remember him, but uh, known for his country-flavored rock down in the boondocks. 528, back and forth. This is Jeffrey Candelaria from Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria. If you're tired of those old Wall Street cliches, give Pavlos Panagopoulos and his team a call at 505-828-4068 or his website, myfinancialsense.com. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Satera Advisor Networks, and Satera Advisor Networks is a member of the Securities Investors Protection Corporation. Call 505-828-4068. Don't forget to tell your friends, family, and your world what your favorite radio station is. The Rock of Talk at abq.fm and AM 1600 KIVA. The Kiva, here in Albuquerque. Chris Napier here with Loan Depot. The Mortgage Guy. As you look for the best ways to provide and protect for your family, the structure of your loans is critical. Your mortgage payment and its terms could be behind the curve. Let's ensure that when you're buying or refinancing your home, you have the best total cost. Call me at 505-710-2499 and MLS number 330093. Maintaining your cutting equipment is essential to the longevity of your tools and the quality of your product. Whether you're a woodworking professional, metalworking professional, hobbyist, or you just need a new edge on your kitchen knives or gardening tools, trust the sharpening experts at Precision Sharpening to help keep your tools in excellent condition. 884-8229, 884-8229. Salon Deluxe and Tan Rio West have partnered together to offer hair, nail, and skin care with our signature Solitone, Lumi Facial, and Lumi Lift, and Brazilian Blowout. And this is Deb Slight from Tanrio Westlight. We specialize in permanent makeup, tattoo removal, Botox, Juvederm, spray tan, and eyelash extensions. You can reach us at 896-0586 at the salon or call Deb at Tanrio, 994-2390. We're located at the Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting out, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. 
Pet Food Gone Wild in Rio Rancho, pampering your pets with a full self-serve dog wash. Pet Food Gone Wild, two stations for one to three dogs at a time. Cats, too. Oh, and ask for the grooming club card. I'm Susanna, owner of Pet Food Gone Wild, providing natural food and supplements for healthy pets. Pet Food Gone Wild rewards card makes every visit easy. Pet Food Gone Wild, tap to call at pets.theplaceilike.com. You and your pets will love this month's offer at pets.theplaceilike.com. Hey, Grandpa and Stella. We need to get back to work. We are working, Ava. Yeah, all this cleaning and sanitizing is hard work if you do it right like we do. Exactly, Stella. Especially while serving all the yummy Monroe's food with a smile. Behind the mask. And in a safe, sanitized place. Hey, Hey, Ava, we we want to raise. I'll give you two a raise. Go and raise the flag and get back to work. We are going to Monroe's in Heights and downtown. Directions at chili.theplaceilike.com. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We employ the best and brightest agents to ensure that our customers are well taken care of. Call us today at 883-3683. 883-3683. things I want to share with some some people out there which I absolutely love this I just it, this is just so by the way congratulations to Holly Holm oh 2022 International Boxing Hall of Fame inducted the preacher's her. daughter there it is Tough congratulations fighter town right five for 505 we should have had her on my team how can we can recruit her mm-hmm. be a part of that she beat the woman who was supposed to be like the greatest ever right Ronda uh, Rousey well, she only had put her down team but there's just a lot of you know bluff stuff and all that you know so let's see um here's some quotes for you uh, down. always go too far because that's where you'll find the truth <laughs> albert camus oh. i like that that was uh, how about this one everybody makes mistakes don't beat yourself up jesse smollett 
Ah! <laughs> or hire someone else to be you. Oh, uh, here, here's a good one. I like this one. I'm going to share a little little wisdom with you guys here today. Uh, Marcus Aurelius, you might know him as uh, mm-hmm. the uh, main guy uh, who got killed off by Commodus in uh, the great movie. What was that 2001? Gladiator. Or, or you might know him as one of the greatest Stoic philosophers of all time. <laughs> Think of <laughs> your. <too. laughs> well, you got to relate to a pop culture <laughs> audience out there. You know how. You got to make it relative uh, to people. You know. uh, think of yourself as dead. You have lived your life. Now take what's left and live it properly. Ooh, mm, I like that one. That's 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 a good one there. Um, lots of just good stuff, folks. You're welcome to follow me on Instagram. I am at Rock of Talk. There. You know what I like about the. Uh, <clears throat> you know what I like about Instagram. Now they're going to go ahead and just. It, it doesn't take much thought. You can share all these types of things. But they're reducing like the amount of time that people can be on social media. Oh, it's like a timer thing. Oh, interesting. You know? Yeah, just like hey, check check yourself, fool. Check yourself. Yo, are you here on Instagram all day? Uh, then uh, Joe Rogan. I still haven't listened to anything of Joe Rogan. Have you? Here and there, not a lot. Any good? Um, overrated. Underrated. No, I think I think he has on a lot of people who are excluded from the main, you know, Jordan Peterson and people like that, and mm-hmm. and scientists that you know if you don't if you don't toe the woke line, you don't get invited on the Today Show or you're not in the nightly news. And, and Rogan has a lot of those people. So nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's a good facilitator. Uh, just very quickly, yes. Greg Nigel Benner Benner was the yeah, name Benner, of the officer yeah. killed in in Rio Rancho. So we want to get that name right. Yeah, Greg Nigel Benner. Very sad. Uh, Five, uh, six years of, ago. Yeah. Ooh. End of watch. What? Five thirty one sixteen. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. Uh, you know, his wife is a wonderful lady. I remember uh, Officer Webster when we lost him. Right. That was just uh, down the street from my house. I was living right off of Eubank. That was my Starbucks. Oh, and, uh, of course, you know about uh, uh, the man who just uh, took him out, grabbed his gun, and yeah. shot him uh, right off of his uh, speeding uh, bike. Just uh, a year before that, ladies and gentlemen, this was a retired military man um, and a family man at that, Officer Webster. Uh, had lost his life. I, I gotta tell you, there was a YouTube video. I think is uh is it Lyman? 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 I think it's Lyman is the guy who uh, was killed. Uh, I mean, it was the guy who went to prison for his uh, death, but I don't know if it was life in prison or what it was. There's a YouTube video of him just wailing out there on Sixth and Central, just pummeling this guy nearly to death. Oh wow! Yeah, and the video was like, you know, you should have watched this. I mean, there's just no, there's no prosecution for these criminals. We've just been soft on criminals uh, all along. Well, and you also said, Eddie, the, the, the nitpickers, now listen, you're hearing from Mr. Civil Liberties right here, the nitpickers who want to second-guess an officer in a high-pressure, high-intensity, high-stress situation, yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, the fact that that officer, Perez, I just watched the video during the break. Yeah. Uh, the fact, I'm sorry, Deputy Perez. The fact that this guy had the kind of control he did in that situation. Precisely. Um, yeah. And you do hear about, and, you know, there's lawsuits about times when 38 different officers unload on a guy. Uh, this guy fired one shot, took the kid down. The kid was completely out of control and armed. Uh, sure looks clean to me, and uh, we need more deputies like that guy around. I mean, uh, I think he did the right thing, and it's just so easy after the fact to uh, throw every little eventuality and consideration at a, an officer, not knowing the kind of cortisol that is flowing through you, and then you got the, you're concerned about your fellow officers, and um, uh, it's boy, uh, I don't nitpick those guys when they're in a high stress situation like that, not, and and. Even after the fact, now that we have a video, it looks very responsible on the part of that deputy. That guy should be commended. Uh, last quote for you from Joe Rogan. Without commitment, you'll never start. Without consistency, you'll never finish. <laughs> that is everything. So check in with uh, Murder Mike. Murder Mike, 24 hours. What does it look like, and how are you? I am doing very well, Eddie, and thank you for uh, 
playing that uh, officer-involved shooting audio. The public does not know what actually goes on in those kind of scenes, and they from, just went from what mainstream media uh, reports. They, you seem to think that uh, the officers are ganging up on people and doing all this police brutality when it's not the case. I've witnessed police takedowns, and it, nobody ever says anything about the fact that this guy had just reached for an officer's gun, maybe pulled it out and was getting ready to shoot an officer with his own gun. No, no, that was, was a, shot. that was a different one I was talking about. That was uh, oh, no, the, I mean, I'm just talking lineman. Just a, uh, this was just a, a situation I saw. I, have, I was actually on the scene when Webster was uh, killed. I got there three minutes after the call went out because I happened to be in the area, and I watched the whole thing uh, go down. So it was, uh, oh, boy, it was just really nuts. There were so many officers there from different departments, and they were, they were there on, on the spot. So anyway, uh, I guess enough said about that. I just I really appreciated that you played that officer uh, okay. SO golf shooting. So. Okay. Anyway, um, I promised you yesterday the stats, and I apologize for not having them ready yesterday. Okay. And just, uh, right. I copy sometimes 100 calls a night, and then I have to break them You're down. You only apologize. Get... Yes, just go ahead. You've apologized to me like four times. All right, now. But, all right moving right along. Okay. Thank you. Beginning with uh, last the weekend stats, beginning with reports of shots fired, there was a total of 48 were reported, 17 domestic disputes, six fight calls, most of which occurred in the downtown Albuquerque area on Friday and Saturday nights. There were six stabbings, three happened also in the downtown area, and there were five DWI arrests. Six suicide calls, two attempted, and four threats made. Additionally, there were nine vandalism reports taken, one auto burglary, five auto thefts for commercial burglaries, three residential burglaries, and 28 disturbance calls. Also, there was one attempted carjacking and four armed robberies. 27 drug overdoses that were requiring EMS intervention. So did you Primarily say, did you were, say 27 over uh, four days? Uh, that's correct, 27. And those are the ones that actually required EMS intervention. No wonder there was, there was, actually, no, there was, there was no ambulances available. Right, right. Remember we went that, over that yesterday, uh, Murder Mike? That's and there was, correct. There was no am- now we know why there's no ambulances available is we have too many o- overdoses. Well, that and uh, the down and out calls there. An ambulance does respond. Ambulance, a fire and rescue, an engine company, and a police officer all have to respond to a down and out call. And 99% of the time, they're just drunks that passed out on the street. But they still have to respond. The ambulance still has to transport the person if he's too too drunk to walk. And uh, the EMS system is stressed out already by having those happen. There's other uh, available ambulance services that could take those kind of calls, but politics prohibits that, that from happening. So, uh, yeah, so the ambulance situation is bad. We'll discuss that at some point sometime, I'm sure. So, um, But, yeah, there was 27 drug overdoses that required EMS, EMS intervention. There was considerable more because lots of times officers get to the scene, uh, administer Narcan, and it's okay. No EMS is required. And primarily the drug overdoses were on fentanyl, and meth. Twelve were unconscious, not breathing, and beyond help. There was one drive-by shooting into a dwelling. No injuries were reported. APD responded to six armed robberies. And finally, AFR responded to close to 100 calls for service, including alarm calls, structure fires, and just uh, regular rescue calls over the weekend, including on Monday. So now we have an update on the Greyhound bus crash. I think you pretty much covered it, but uh, that happened on Sunday night. 
It was reported that the man that caused the crash was 52-year-old Leroy Mass, who was arguing with his brother and mentioned that someone was following him. That's why, that's when Leroy jumped the driver barrier, grabbed the steering wheel, sending the bus into a cement barrier at 60 miles an hour. The crash critically injured the driver, and five other passengers were hospitalized. Mass made his first court appearance today and will stay behind bars until his next court appearance. He was charged with three counts of aggravated battery with great bodily harm and two counts of aggravated battery. And an update on last night's homicide, APD determined that the shooting homicide was justifiable. After interviewing witnesses, officers determined that 40-year-old Francisco Fonseca, hope I'm pronouncing that right, Fonseca, attacked 46-year-old James Lawrence with a blunt object. That's when Lawrence shot in self-defense, fatally injuring Francisca. Lawrence was not charged with homicide, but was arrested for probation violation and is currently being held without bond. Lawrence was on probation of stabbing a Walmart security guard after being caught shoplifting. His probation was set to end on Saturday the 11th, so he was just days away from being off probation. Okay, moving on to Monday night stats, we had a total of 11 domestic disputes reported. Five aggravated assaults and three simple assaults were called in. There was a total of eight shots fired calls, one of which was a our justifiable homicide. We had a total of five auto thefts were called in. There were there was one commercial burglary that occurred overnight, two down and outs, three more suspicious situations or individuals, and three suicide threats. So Eddie, that's kind of a quick look at what happened over the over the weekend. Um, other than that, it was, it was actually a rel- relatively quiet this, this, this morning, about uh, a little after 10 o'clock. There was a shoplifter caught at the Walmart at Wyoming and Manal. He was walking out of the store with a cart full of TVs, stereos, and miscellaneous other objects. When he was uh, approached about it, he brandished a weapon and threatened to shoot the employees of Walmart. He, he proceeded out the door, obviously. Police were called immediately. And he was apprehended a short time later on a side street uh, without incident. So that's how brazen they are. I mean, you know, if they're shoplifting into your car, you just pull out a gun. So it's uh, pretty crazy. But anyway, uh, that's a quick look at what happened over the weekend, last night, and today. Uh, Eddie, that's, uh, that's about what I've got for now. Back All to right, you, sir. Good job, uh, Murder Mike, as always. Uh, really aiming to please and making it happen. Uh, we are at 121 homicides now. Uh, by the way, folks, that's where we are at. Uh, for a great talk when we return, I'll read your text uh, messages uh, as well. And also, uh, if you prefer Murder Mike at 530, let me know. If you prefer him at 6, let me know. Some people actually, I guess, prefer him. They like its appointment listening. People get the uh, the appointment with uh, Murder Mike. So just uh, let me know where you like it. Love to hear that. Uh, by the way, if you want to see the lapel video, Officer Daniel Webster shot during a traffic stop, uh, you can uh, see that. It is graphic. Um, but you must uh, watch it. 117,000 views, and uh, I'll have it in the show notes tonight and in the uh, Daily Blast tomorrow. Okay, we'll put that out there. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Leroy, there he is, a bad guy that's out there. This from the Midnight Special in '73. It's a better part of town, and if you go down there, you better just be aware of a man named Leroy Brown. Now Leroy. More in trouble. You see, he's standing about six foot four. All the downtown ladies gonna treat our love, but all the men just call him sir. And he's bad, bad, Leroy Brown. 
the bed of bandit old damn town, better than old King Kong, and meaner than a junkyard dog. That's hero, he'll gamble, and he likes them fancy clothes, and he likes to wave them diamond rings upon everybody's nose. He got a good, strong continental, he got an Eldorado too, he got a 32 gun in his pocket for fun, he got a razor in his shoe. Bed, 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 Leroy Brown. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. Maintaining your cutting equipment is essential to the longevity of your tools and the quality of your product. Whether you're a woodworking professional, metalworking professional, hobbyist, or you just need a new edge on your kitchen knives or gardening tools, trust the sharpening experts at Precision Sharpening to help keep your tools in excellent condition. 884-8229. 884-8229. Get the daily news dropped to your inbox every morning at 4 a.m. Sign up now at rockoftalk.chat. Get the conservative calendar, top 10 clips, and links of the day, local U.S. and global news briefings, all at rockoftalk.chat. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast, reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. The best website and app for radio is abq.fm. Over 60 stations to choose from, including classic rock, grunge, R&B, country, new wave, trance, even faith and gospel, all at abq.fm on your mobile device or computer. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We employ the best and brightest agents to ensure that our customers are well taken care of. Call us today at 883-3683. 883-3683. Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings. Who's protecting your home or business? I'm Aaron Jones, founder of International Protective Service, IPS. 
Maybe you signed up for a local armed response, then found out you were selected in a buyout, and now you're on the brink of another merger with a huge national company. That is not what you signed up for. The local company invested in Albuquerque and committed to your home and business security with highly trained armed guards or 24-hour patrols is IPS. Call 897-2420 or go to IPSglobal.com. Salon Deluxe and Tan Rio West have partnered together to offer hair, nail, and skin care with our signature Solitone, Lumi Facial, and Lumi Lift, and Brazilian Blowout. And this is Deb Slight from Tan Rio West Life. We specialize in permanent makeup, tattoo removal, Botox, Juvederm, spray tan, and eyelash extensions. You can reach us at 896-0586 at the salon or call Deb at Tan Rio, 994-2390. We're located at the Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Unplanned expenses, inconvenience, stress, insurance hikes, and the list goes on, not to mention the lingering sense of being violated. Why risk it? You have an option in securing your vehicle with Revelco Vehicle Anti-Theft Device. It's the answer. 505-550-4994. Did someone say breakfast skillet? Quick, go to Sunny Side Up, the place to be for their Texas Steak Skillet, Cambridge, and Mexican Skillets. Sunny Side Up, Manala, Louisiana. And show your mobile Sunny Side Up offer, sunny.theplaceilike.com. videos on online where those that era where they yeah. got the, 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 the chicks dancing yeah that 60s with the go-go boots and women actually that's cared it. about their figure back then and they that, had long hair not yeah. butch hair that does that's a look you, huh? that always works for women yeah. Yeah, you, you like <laughs> that huh? oh yeah, yeah that's good stuff that is the lighthouse is uh uh d-down musco style that's uh finally finally find your uh, sweet spot <laughs> So to speak, uh, five thirty uh, on the vote. I always remember Leroy Brown. I remember when it hit the waves. My dad loves that one. By the way, that was his last public performance on yes. television. Uh, that was at the midnight hour. He died in seventy three. Uh, what was he? September twenty. Natad Natatoches Regional Airport in Louisiana. I've been through there. Natatoches. Yeah. Natatoches. Uh, I went to drove down to Bossier City. Had myself a good time down there at the craps table in the Bossier City. Made a little bit of money. Uh, and yeah, vote for Murder Mike at 530. Also, Officer Webster was a customer of mine. It's personal for me. This is War on Cops. 
Ooh, nice. You guys are great. Um, my nose blows where my rosemary goes because she don't take a bath like me. That's very good. Uh, very quick on the draw there. That, that's it. Just the, the jokes, the fluid. Just auditions for, you know. I'm going to go with like Kiva. sixth or seventh grade on that. Like, remember all our, our challenger jokes in 1986? I, I, within 48 One, hours, yes, we there were 100 that. challenger yeah. jokes. You know, yeah. They're all tasteless. Yeah. And, and uh, we did not know the phrase too soon. Something happened. Uh, one blew this way, one blew that way. You never know what you can do until you try, and very few try unless they have to. That's uh, C.S. Lewis. That oh. is uh, a nice one. Uh, the Witch in the Wardrobe. <sighs> Let's see. Uh, okay, I can't read that. Uh, not good. Officer Brenner, thank you very much. Uh, Benner? I think it's Benner. Benner, yeah, Benner, yeah. Benner, Benner, Benner. Uh, any of the ABQ Raw video has an F-bomb by the deputy. Uh, no... Yes, let's go ahead and start uh, going after the deputies. Uh, the eating burritos, dropping F-bombs on the mic. Right? That's not what he's saying, but he's probably looking out for the cops. Swimming is super important for so many reasons, and it keeps the seniors dedicated to movement and engaged with younger lifeguards. That, that didn't come, did that come out right? <laughs> sort of like in Deadpool, he says, you're going to find out that my knife also has much harder points. And he says, that didn't come out right. He's very, uh, he's a very good action figure kind of uh, guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's my recovery after weightlifting, uh, swimming, and it's safe now. Bike paths are decrepit and dangerous. Lots of tents on bike paths. I wonder if anybody has actually stepped into the ocean or a pool. There's got to be some idiot out there with a mask on. Right? Oh, sure. As it just had to have happened. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, <clears throat> we're going to go through gestation periods. Okay. <laughs> this is really awesome. Uh, first 22 ounces of water every day. One tablespoon Bragg's organic apple cider vinegar, one tablespoon fresh squeezed lemon, one tablespoon organic honey, warm water to mix, then fill remainder so water is tepid, not cold. Cleans the liver, gets all internal organs awakened first thing in the morning. Mm. I'm working on my liver, just so you know. You know just so you know. I'm, I'm, I'm working on and I'm doing all the uh, apple cider vinegar. and 9.4 pounds in 10 days, dude. Yeah, you beat that. Days I don't do that, I feel the difference all day. I've been doing this for years. Would love to know how you use oregano oil. Under the tongue. There you go. Uh, <clears throat> I've just been doing a breathe in of oil scent morning and evening. Oh yes. The essential oil. And that's one thing I definitely do not believe in. It's mm -hmm. essential oils. Okay. It's just all moon batty for, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Yeah. But would like to know of a better way. Thanks. Uh, I worked my liver over, uh, Eddie, thanks for whatever you did. So we can hear you after 5 PM. Usually a Mexican station cuts in and garbles everything. <laughs> really? Okay. Uh, well, whatever I did, I didn't do anything. This is, you're closer to it, I think. Uh, I don't know. You know, we just, well, this time of year with the atmospherics, uh, abq.fm is how I listen, uh, how I listened yesterday when I was coming back from my meeting. Yeah. So. Well, you can, uh, hear us in El Paso, folks, just to let you know. Sweet. Just want to let you know. We've got, there it is. A little Mexican radio for you. Let's hit the top of the hour news. Thanks everybody for listening. New Mexican radio, K-I-V-A, right here in the Kiva. AM 600 KIVA, KIVA, ABQ.FM. I feel a hot wind on my shoulder, and the touch of the world that is older. Feel the hot wind on my shoulder, and the touch of the world that is older. I turn the switch and check the number. I leave it on where the bed I slumber. I hear the rhythm of the music. I buy the product that they'll use it. I hear the talk speed of the DJ. Can understand just what does he say? I'm on a I'm on a Mexican world radio.
This is the Rocker Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Another day, another court is blocking a vaccine mandate put in place by the Biden administration. This time the mandate being blocked for federal contractors by a Georgia court. The judge saying Biden likely went beyond his authority and the mandate is now stopped from going into effect nationwide. Today calls for reflection and gratitude on the 80th anniversary of the Pearl Harbor attack. I seen seamen jumping in the water covered with oil that was on fire. Most of them died in the water. Most of them died and the rest of them died when they reached the beach. Pearl Harbor survivor and Chandler, Arizona resident Jack Holder. Early this morning, President Biden and First Lady Jill Biden paid their respects by visiting the World War II Memorial in Washington, D.C. This is USA Radio News. From city streets to back roads, from road warrior to carpooler, there are some things you can always count on, like the reliability, durability, and power of Die Hard, America's most trusted auto battery. No matter where your journey takes you, count on Die Hard to get you started on the road ahead. Available at your local Advance Auto Parts and participating CarQuest stores. Just in time for Christmas, Mike Glendell has dropped the price of the standard classic MyPillow, regularly $69.98 to $19.98. Now, queen and king size slightly higher, but that price includes a free press and pack bag so you can take your MyPillow with you anywhere. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use my promo code USA, or call 1-800-951-8175. Support Mike Glendell and American Jobs and give MyPillow for Christmas. Republicans are reacting to a vaccine mandate put in place in the Big Apple. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio, on his way out of office, is forcing his vaccine mandate on the private sector in the Big Apple. Republican Representative Fred Keller from Pennsylvania on Newsmax weighs in on the intrusive governmental overreach. Well, the response is that I think that uh, people that are like Davis need to respect and have the confidence in the, the people that sent them to serve that they'll do the right things and they can they can keep themselves safe they can keep their customers safe they can keep their their team safe at, at, at their jobs and we saw that happen all through the pandemic when we didn't have the vaccines and we didn't have the therapeutics and we didn't know as much as we know now from the west coast usa radio news bureau i'm lance pry the senate has confirmed jessica rosenworcel to chair the fcc she has a five-year term and is the first woman to lead the agency. You're listening to USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne LaRouche. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top ten most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download at iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. The CDC is recommending something new as holiday gatherings ramp up. The agency wanting people to get a rapid COVID test before any indoor parties to protect children and those at high risk. The guidelines have been updated as the new Omicron variant spreads to 19 states. 
Regarding COVID, former Trump testing czar Admiral Brett Jawar reminds everyone on Fox News. If we set our sights on going to zero COVID, we will never uh, satisfy that. I really don't believe we will. COVID will be endemic, meaning there will be strains that circulate. They will change. But we want to make that a minimal risk disease by vaccines, uh, by pre-existing immunity, by the oral drugs. Uh, we need to get along with our economy. We can't ruin our children. We can't throw people into depression and cause them to be more addicted and die of overdoses. We have to get on with our lives and live with this with all the tools we have right now. In Michigan, Oxford Community Schools has denied Attorney General Dana Nessel's offer to do a third-party review of the events leading up to the deadly murders at the high school last week. Nessel saying she's extremely disappointed by the decision. She adds the tragedy demands a united effort from all of us who serve the Oxford community. Four students were murdered and seven others hurt by a 15-year-old student. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Tahibo Tea Club's original pure power. Children drop lemonade in the morning lasted all day, all day. And through an open window came, like Sinatra in a younger day, pushing the town away. He said in winter 6 in the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. A song about a man by the name of Nick Drake, who posthumously actually became very legendary and uh, a lot having to do with uh, that particular song by the uh, Dream Academy. Uh, Dream Academy is amazing. It's an amazing group. Uh, in fact, uh, you know their music without knowing just that song. And if you ever watched Ferris Bueller, Bueller, Ferris Bueller, remember the... Uh, Seen in the Chicago Art Museums where they had Sloan Peterson 
and uh, you know they play the Dream Academy version of um, Please, 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 uh, which of course is the Smiths. Please, please, please let me get what I want uh, this time, which is a very amazing uh, song in and of itself uh, from the Smiths. Uh, but then, um, you know, the Dream Academy actually did it better, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion. So, Rare when a cover uh, exceeds the original, but it does happen from time yeah, to time. Yeah, and the Dream Academy did that. Uh, post both of those. Uh, you can get them exclusively, ladies and gentlemen, rockoftalk.chat. That's uh, www.rockoftalk.chat. If you use the Brave browser and you get uh, tired of me saying www, well, don't be, because you will put the www in order to get to the website. Otherwise, you'll just come up with an index. I got to say, I'm... Uh, very happy with Substack uh, in terms of what it does and I am too. how it organizes things. And, you know, we appreciate every single person who subscribed to it and uh, gets all of our show notes and, uh, you know, gets, gets, especially those of you who get past the paywall, if you know what I mean, and subscribe for uh, 20 cents a day. And uh, you're in 69.99 for the year. And you're in the clear with all the writing of D-Dowd Muska, all of the uh, shows that we put out there uh, each and every day, completely and totally annotated. Uh, and uh, no advertising for the record, no ads, no pop-ups. So you're just getting content. Although I am going to very shortly after Dowd finishes his uh, <clears throat> limpia, uh, his cleanup over there of uh, aisle four on uh, rockoftalk.chat, we'll have a uh, advertiser of the day who will jump on there and oh, a okay. banner at the top. Oh, okay, sure. So we're going to go ahead and uh, feature that. But even uh, that will be more passive. It won't be in your face offensive you know i mean no. there's so many sites where it's just videos popping up and just like annoying i just want to consume whatever content i'm here to consume there it is just like just to consume right. all right speaking of consuming we got to go ahead that's not a thuma we got to put out uh the three pieces that we have not talked about uh, we've been a little remiss on following up on dowd's uh last three pieces uh out there last wednesday friday and then uh monday 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 uh uh, he was out yesterday. So let's touch upon those, and uh, we'll let Dowd sort of pick the order, so to speak. Uh, 550, oh, 500, if you want to go ahead and, and jump in. Uh, lead the way there, D. Dowd Muska. Uh, well, you know, being autistic and anal retentive, we'll start in chronological order, of course. Oh, wow. There's no other way to do that. That's um, the only and, way. And uh, piece, actually, the reason I was out yesterday is because I was doing research on a piece that will appear tomorrow for our, our Wednesday piece on uh, directed energy weaponry, which I'm sure a lot of folks in, our, in our audience would be interested in. Is that in. ERTs? It's primarily two things, lasers and microwaves. And uh, it's, it's funny. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a little preview. There were seven congressional staffers at this event yesterday. It's so important to keep the directed energy for cola flowing into New Mexico. Now, listen, I think our servicemen and women need the best weapons available, but the congressional de- delegation doesn't care about that. They just care that there are jobs, meaning boats in New Mexico. So uh, it's going to be a somewhat skeptical look at directed energy. But listen, there are some promises and there are also some setbacks uh, when it comes to directed energy that, that may not it may not make as much sense in, in, in every application uh, in every war fighting zone. And, and it's very, very interesting. But Martin Heinrich had a flunky on site yesterday at this event. The J- Jason Jarvis, his top flunky here, I guess, JJ, who uh, JJ. read a letter from Martin Heinrich. Now, what do we know about Martin Heinrich? He actually does have he's kind of a sad story because he has a degree in something enormously useful, mechanical engineering. We also know that he applied that education uh, in a very minimal manner before going into politics. Uh, the letter said, I believe the quote was, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm directed energy is very near and dear to my heart because I worked my, my, I started my career in directed energy at the Phillips lab, your career, you spent your, the vast majority of your career, Mr. Heinrich in on the public payroll. So don't, don't start 
selling this notion that you were some great scientist for the Air Force working on directed energy. You were there for a very short time. Then you went into what? Nonprofit, uh, public relations, and then politics. So City council. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Congress and then the Senate. And, of course, in the Senate, you're usually elected for life. So he's, I believe, younger than I am. So he's going to be in that Senate uh, seat for <clears throat> many, many decades to come. But anyway, that's... And according to the Hill, he is also better looking than you or I, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. The best looking senator. Uh, in uh, in the U.S. Senate. Interesting. Well, given that most there senators are uh, old men north of 78, I'm not <laughs> sure that that's much of a distinction. And let me tell you, those female senators, you know, they are a little long in the tooth, too. Uh, anyway, so that's Martin Heinrich. I'll be bashing him tomorrow. Uh, but I, I'll also be addressing the issue of directed energy. Listen, to the extent that we can make it work for the warfighter, uh, there's a system that was developed here in New Mexico called THOR, uh, it looks like it may hold promise for defeating uh, drones coming in to uh, scan or attack our, our men and women in, in uniform. So it makes sense in certain applications, but for our Congress critters here in New Mexico, it just makes sense for winning votes. So I'll, I'll, I'll lay out that distinction. By the way, Dad, tomorrow. well, will tomorrow's piece sound a little bit like this? I'm not sure, but it might. Listen to that. <laughs> Oh, so awesome. oh, I know what you're doing. Love those horns. Uh, Benson Quest, Dr. Benson Quest. Yep. Yeah, yeah. well, there we go. Race uh, Bannon. There he is, Mr. Race. No, no women around. A lot of men, uh, but no women around in that cartoon. We didn't notice. Uh, <laughs> and a Haji, Quest. without being racist. And, uh, oh, yeah. Haji yeah. and Bannon. And, and a little is. puppy dog. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, I, I was tentatively, uh, I've, I've, I've uh, penciled in uh, Zap Heinrich's Raygun Lab for, his, for the title for tomorrow's piece. Uh, but um, we're not talking about that. We're talking about our, our pieces that have appeared the last week or so. Uh, kick it off, uh, I will kick it off from uh, last week, Wednesday. Really interesting thing, that Eddie, I followed my whole uh, career because it kind of started around the time I began my career. Um, believe it or not, not every state has a state income tax. You think the federal income tax is bad, but you know, don't forget there's also 41 states that impose an income tax. And my home state of New Mexico was the last state to adopt a broad-based income tax, kind of like what New Mexico has right now. And it's been very interesting because uh, in 1991, I was a young, young, uh, young boy at university uh, and the state in the summer, uh, brutal, brutal heat, uh, budget disaster in Connecticut. Uh, and, and Connecticut had been kind of considered the Switzerland of of the Northeast. There was this it, it was more of a fiscally responsible state, you know, hadn't been controlled by the progressives and moonbats and the kooks and the Marxists who control it now. But Connecticut finally caved, and it was a Republican governor who signed that legislation imposing the income tax, uh, who had actually left the Republican Party to become an independent, but he had spent his whole uh, career as a Republican. Uh, Lowell Weicker, who we found out after Reagan's records were released, uh, he called Lowell Weicker a fathead, uh, the president, uh, Mr. Reagan, uh, when he was in, in office. Oh, wow. 
And Lowell Weicker was, of course, a senator. He was very involved in Watergate as a Republican to give the committee uh, prestige. You know, the, the Republican Party was turning against Nixon. So he eventually became governor of Connecticut. He was the last governor to sign an income tax, the imposition of a broad-based income tax. At the time, all of the best people, you know, the Federation of Tax Administrators, uh, there was an organization associated with one of the New York universities about uh, Center for Study of the States. Oh, well, this archaic uh, policy of not having an income tax. I mean, Connecticut is just the first of, of the trend. All those horrible states that don't have an income tax, Texas, uh, Florida, Tennessee, Nevada. South Dakota, Nevada. Uh, this is the beginning of a trend. This archaic policy of not imposing an income tax. Connecticut is just striking out on its own here. It's going to be uh, the trend is going to go in Connecticut's favor. And all those nine states are going to impose just over the next couple of years. They're clearly going to cave to fiscal reality and they're going to impose income taxes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it was 30 years ago this summer that Connecticut adopted its income tax and all the big minds in finance, uh, government finance said uh, ah, around the corner, those nine states are going to cave. Three decades later, how many of those nine states caved and followed New Mexico's uh, followed Connecticut's example? Zero. And I'm going to give them to you again: Texas, Alaska, Nevada, Florida, Washington, South Dakota, Tennessee, New Hampshire, Wyoming. Those nine states were and are income tax free states. So we've been duking this out, and of course, I, I follow this, uh, you know, as a fiscal analyst, follow this very closely. It also happens to be my my home state was the last one to adopt it. We've been fighting this war forever. The, the anti-tax and the pro-tax people, we've been fighting this for 30 years. What's going to happen? Are one of these nine going to cave? Or will what, you know, the nine become a 10 or 11 or 12? And so you've got basically Grover Norquist and the Wall Street Journal editorial page saying, oh, we're, you know, we're, we're going to win this battle. We're going to start rolling back income taxes at the state level. Unfortunately, there has been no rollback in 30 years. Nobody has adopted one, but no state has rolled their backs. Uh, there's back. In 2022, we probably have our best chance ever of repealing a state income tax, and it's in a rather unlikely place, the state of Mississippi, way down there in the deep, deep south. And it's kind of interesting because New Mexico, the more I looked at this, uh, really has a quite a lot in common with Mississippi, uh, maybe not ethnically, racially, but in terms of socioeconomics, um, both of them median household incomes below the national average, their unemployment exceeds the national figure, uh, high school dropout rate, you know, very, very high uh, uh, university level educational attainment, very, very low. They have a lot in common. And both of these states, and I've been making this argument to anyone who listened for, for years now, both of these states, because they're low income states, you know, the, the, the work ethic is very weak in both states. Uh, not a lot of workforce participation. Uh, the people who do earn wages, a significant portion of, the, of those wages are low wages. You know, you're always going to have some people at the high end. Um, the income tax revenue in both of these states contributes really not very much to overall spending. Uh, in New Mexico, in terms of all the money the state spends, all, all the money the state spends, not just the tax revenue that comes in, the federal revenue, the fees, the tuition, you know, all the different ways uh, the state makes money, only uh, the state spends money, only 6.1% of our state and local spending is covered by our income tax, just 6.1%. In Mississippi, it's 6.4%. These are very, very low percentages of how we raise revenue to fund government at the state and local level. So getting rid of this thing and finding other ways to sort of make up for the revenue is not that big a challenge to anyone who's a little creative. But in Mississippi, they have a Republican governor. They have Republican legislature. They've already adopted a phase out of the lower end of the tax brackets uh, for the income tax in Mississippi. And they may, in the session that is going to commence in 2022, they may be 
the first state since, I believe, Alaska in, in 1980. And of course, the reason Alaska did away with its income taxes because they had all that uh, Trans-Alaska pipeline uh, oil revenue coming in and they, they did away with their income tax. They had a special gift for that. Um, it's curious. And I contrasted in this piece. And, and again, the rock of talk dot chat, you, you can find this. Michelle Luan Grisham is looking at giving people a little tiny break on the gross receipts tax. The overall burden will drop at the state level, not at the not the overall level, because local governments impose their own. The state level gross receipts tax is going to drop by a grand total of 4.9%. That burden burden will decline by 4.9%. Meanwhile, another state that is struggling socioeconomically that really wants to get its economic development in gear is looking at phasing out its income tax altogether. This is the best chance, those of us who have been fighting state income taxes for years and years, best chance we've had in the last three decades. It's quite a contrast between Michelle Luan Grisham throwing some crumbs and uh, Mississippi really looking to, to really supercharge their economy. And I got to thinking about this. Why is she focused on the gross receipts tax versus the uh, the income tax? And I think it's kind of obvious if you really put the little mental elbow grease into it. She can claim she's lifted the burden of taxation on all New Mexicans because really at one point or another, we're all paying the gross receipts tax. We, we all buy. There are some items, groceries that are accepted, uh, accepted e E-E-E-E-X-C-E-P-T-E did, uh, accepted from the tax. But, you know, come on, if you go buy a candy bar somewhere or you, you know, you buy furniture or you buy an electronic device, you're going to pay that gross receipts tax. It affects a large number of people. The income tax only affects people who have a personal income tax obligation, which means you are working and earning money, which we know from the Marxists in Santa Fe, they're not interested in having large numbers of New Mexicans earn money. So, in Mississippi, they're looking at rewarding the people who are working and, and therefore have an income tax obligation. And, and these are the people, you know, who are solid citizens out there uh, earning a living. In New Mexico, the governor wants to give a tax break to as many people as she can so she can win more votes. Uh, I would submit to you that uh, in, in Mississippi, they're actually looking at real economic development and not just casting crumbs at the uh, potential voters. So uh, I will be following this in the new year very, very closely. I'm very excited about this. There's a lot of people uh, who work on state tax policy, uh, who are very excited about this. We may be looking at a repeal, an actual repeal of a state income tax. Unfortunately, <clears throat> it doesn't look like it's going to be in New Mexico. <clears throat> let's just talk about this in real terms. Great piece, Dowd. Uh, but let's break this down and uh, look at this in, in real numbers, like whole numbers, mm-hmm. so that people understand the total state tax collections. And unfortunately, the best information that we have is uh, 2016, uh, there might be more recent information, but in order for the comparative approach to work, uh, we've got to go ahead and look at this from the standpoint of numbers where we have uh, numbers across the board on everything. The total total state tax collections in 2016 uh, was $5.46 billion. If I, yeah, $5.46 billion. So, uh, 6207, let's see, 000. Zero. Let's see. Well, we'll go ahead and uh, move a zero, I guess. These calculators don't go to billions, unfortunately, in the brave new uh, trillion word. They, yes, they only yes. go to millions. We have to change, add a Mill- few more spaces. For they, we, they, we need a Carl. We need to level level up on this with some Carl Sagan stuff. Uh, so, point two seven. <clears throat> What's the number that I've told you again and again that we've had this record revenue that's come in, ladies and gentlemen? $22.4 billion. Do you know how much it would cost to abolish the income tax in the state of New Mexico? It 
talking about $1.5 billion a year. Yep. That is it. Yep. $1.5 billion. If there was ever a time where they could eliminate income tax in the state of New Mexico, it would be the next five years. Because that would be at a cost of $7.5 billion. $7.5 billion of money that we will not miss. If Mississippi can do it as being, you know, we used to say, thank God for Mississippi. Mississippi's like, we're on our way up, baby. You know, we're going to go ahead and and, and remember, we're a majority-minority state. We're one of, I think, might be five or six. I think think it's Hawaii, D.C. uh, California. uh, Mississippi, close, I think. There might be. uh, Nevada. I know it's a minority-majority state, uh, by the way. Um, This would be the year to do it. Think about what that would do for the state of New Mexico. Nobody's even cracked this nut. No one's even looked at this and said, hey, let's run with this. Let's uh, make it work. Let me tell you what it would do to the people in Utah, Colorado, Arizona, uh, Kansas. They would actually look at the state of New Mexico as a place to come if you abolish the state income tax. The state income tax right now, and this is crazy. This I, I just got this in from a listener, Dowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll love this. $1.5 billion. Uh, please stop. <clears throat> New Hampshire does not tax earned income, right. but does tax unearned right. income. That's why I made the distinction, broad-based income tax. So you understand this, and you understand how it works. This is something we can do. Oh, we if you ran a sales tax across the board, which we already do, the gross receipts taxes, Punitive. I mean, honestly, I think uh, we've got to be one of the highest and when you tax on every oh, transaction, it's, it's just yeah. a record the revenue pyramiding of money. Effect. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. So the take is about $5.5 billion a year when it comes to overall taxes that are collected for the state of New Mexico. Plus the bonus that comes, remember where the drain, remember the death spiral state? We pay less than we receive overall because we are federally funded, ladies and gentlemen. That's the way that it works to run their programs here and run them down your throat. This this here is the uh, I think the source of why we have the type of government and why we continue to get these types of politicians we do year after year because they know who butters their bread. Uh, well, and you said that very early in the either you can call it the pandemic or the panic demic. I think both probably are, are applicable. This was an opportunity for to implement economic development policies and stand out as a place that's not embracing insanity. We doubled down on the worst of the worst. Um, and before people say, well, if only 6.1% of our state and local spending is covered by the income tax, it's a tiny thing. Why would, why would getting rid of the income tax have much of an impact? Entrepreneurs, I could tell a story from my own life. A guy used to fund my job back in Connecticut for a number of years who moved out of New York to, to get a tax break for Connecticut. And I think he was on his way to Florida to get the hell out of Connecticut. To get to, he wanted to still be in the same time zone and pay no income tax. Uh, a lot, not all, but a lot of inventors, entrepreneurs, innovators don't like to pay state income taxes. They like to set up their businesses, their LLCs or their partnerships, you know, small little startups. They like to go to places like Tennessee, Texas, Florida. It matters a lot for the people who are interested in that kind of thing. And like I said, because our income is low in New Mexico and because so few people work in New Mexico, yes, it's obvious that the, the, the an income tax is not going to create a lot of revenue because we don't have a lot of people, a lot of people working, we don't have a lot of people working in high paying jobs. 
But the way you, uh, after you eliminate that and say, we are open for business here, and of course you got to pass right to work and you got to do school choice and you got to do a lot of other things, but getting rid of that income tax would be a key component of a true pro-growth package. Uh, it'd be great if some Republicans woke up to that fact. Uh, we know what we're dealing with in terms of Democrats who are only going to, of course, the, the governor raised our income tax uh, in 2019, one of the first things she did as governor in the new session after she was elected. So uh, we've been going in the wrong direction. I can't promise what's going to happen in Mississippi, but a lot of us who have been fighting state I, income taxes are excited about this. <clears throat> I can. This is going to be this. They may pull this off. And, you know, sadly, weird way, indirectly, one of the reasons Mississippi might pull this off is because they, 49 other states, have been flooded with federal revenue. And so they're saying, okay, the numbers, we didn't like the numbers penciling out. We didn't like having to make an adjustment and maybe raise the uh, sales tax to, 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 to raise the revenue for this. Now they're flooded with, with uh, federal money the way every state is flooded with it. So there's a decent chance they could do this. Um, and again, it's a real pro-growth policy that doesn't involve empowering the government. What do we do in New Mexico when, when what we call economic development policy? It's always empowering bureaucrats and rewarding the right industries. In Mississippi, they'd say, we're just not going to collect the income tax anymore. Come do business here. We want to see you. This is going to be a, a great uh, conversation. They're a 32nd in area size. Uh, remember, we're fourth in the contiguous. Yeah. Uh, just think about the number of people. But you see these stupid progressive commercials that are coming out, uh, banning fracking. Oh. We need to go ahead and protect the environment. Like, all the stupidity, and we have the Department of the Interior Secretary, which is preserving this very large. We, we, we took care of Montana. I'm going to move in there. When you think about this, the average annual population change, we are the one of the lowest. Only two places that were worst. Worse, excuse me. I can't believe I said that. Guess where? Illinois and Mississippi. And guess what Mississippi has decided to do? They said, we need people to move here. We can't, be, we can't be the butt of every single joke that there is. And guess what's going to have the lowest annual population change in the country once Mississippi implements this? I can tell you exactly what's going to happen. People are going to flock there from Arkansas and Tennessee and Louisiana, and they're going to be selling homes like you can't believe. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, it takes eight years to make this up on an annualized basis to pay for a home. Once you have no income tax, it means the world. And talk about being pro-business. Think about what it's going to mean to all of the various other uh, uh, people who are looking to relocate and they're tired of uh, all the big city populations and people are getting tired of big cities because most of the big cities, if you look at the top cities, guess what they're all run by? Democrats. Take a look at in the Southwest. I think it's Oklahoma City and Tulsa have the only two Republican mayors. And the mayors have a lot of power. Oh, yeah. They have an extraordinary amount of power over the cities. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's Denver, Albuquerque, Phoenix, Salt Lake City. They all have Democrat mayors, okay? They all have Democrat mayors. And people are picking up and saying, you know what? I'm leaving the big city. I'm going out into the country. Heck, Nick Wilbur from the conservative New Mexican yes, picked up and moved and, you know, made a good move to go ahead and go out there. So I think this is an important trend to pay attention over the next uh, decade or two. I think this is definitely something that one of our, well, probably not going to get it. Maybe, hopefully we will, uh, uh, from the Republican uh, uh, candidate who's going to go out there and say, hey, we're going to get rid of the income tax. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be hard to go ahead and vote in because there's going to be a mountain of money. I think she, Ms., uh, Michelle Luan Grisham's at $3.3 million or whatever she is. I mean, she's going to bury this conversation and say, we need more of your money. I'm like, why do you need more of our money, lady? Think about this. You have $22.8 billion. 
I mean, you have blow your nose money coming from the federal government. Yeah, well, and she'll also during the campaign say, I just cut your gross receipts tax while not disclosing that in 2019, after she was elected, she signed legislation increasing taxes across the board. Well, that'll be memory hold as well, unless there's a good Republican who'll call her out on it. I like that uh, memory hold. Uh, yeah. I think that that is uh, good. Uh, 550, 5500. Um, story two, Dow, Friday. Uh, yeah, Friday's was uh, a look at good news that might be coming for New Mexico. I, I, we've, we've had plenty of bad news uh, the last few years. <clears throat> a lot of it happens up in Santa Fe. We may be getting a favorable ruling from the Nuclear Regulatory Commission. That is the federal independent agency that basically has kind of dictatorial powers over regulating nuclear facilities in the country. Um, local and state governments really have very little say when it comes to nuclear facilities. We have an opportunity that was presented to the state in, in 2017, a company based out of New Jersey that handles spent nuclear fuel. Uh, as I said in the piece, it's not green. It's not gooey. It doesn't uh, radiate. You know, it's not glow in the dark. Uh, it's actually just metal rods sort of bundled together and put in these steel and concrete canisters. Extremely safe. No one's ever been hurt by this stuff. Uh, when the radioactivity reaches a point within the nuclear reactor where it's no longer just able to sustain the reaction they need to generate the most steam to produce, turn the turbine to produce electricity, uh, it becomes what's called spent. Uh, they are put in these you know huge canisters, thick uh, steel and concrete, uh, and they are either kept on site or they're transported to uh, a, a interim storage facility. This is all due to the fact that the federal government should have built a rep repository well over 20 years ago. They said, we're going to take on this uh, challenge. We're going to, we're going to take away all the spent nuclear fuel. We're going to put it hundred miles north of Las Vegas under Yucca mountain. The feds were unable to do that for reasons we can get into for hours on end some other day. Um, so basically a number of companies are starting to establish what's called a consolidated interim storage facilities, uh, CISFs. We've had one proposed for Lee County, uh, it is, this, if you go online, rockoftalk.chat, it is a, the most boring facility you'll ever look at. They basically take these giant cylinders, they lower them into the ground, they're heavily shielded with concrete and steel, they're going to have armed guards there watching over this kind of, you know, making sure there's nothing happens. The profile is very low because they're actually, the vast bulk of each canister is lowered into the ground. You know, you could fire a missile at it, there's nothing really to hit. Uh, obviously, there's going to be double-gated with guards with ARs uh, guarding over this kind of stuff, but They've tested these canisters, you know, they dropped them, they put them underwater, they lit them on fire. I mean, this is extremely safe. It's a passive facility. Uh, it's going to produce uh, significant income potentially for the state. And then jobs numbers vary, but uh, this is non-federal employment. This is non-oil and gas employment that they have proposed for our state. We may hear about the final decision from the Nuclear Regulatory Commission, maybe January, February about this, about getting approval just over the state line in Deaf Smith County, Texas, basically the exact same facility run by different companies or proposed by different companies, got their license back in September, which was the final go-ahead. You can store it here. It's not a security risk. It's not a transportation risk. It's not a terrorist risk. It's dry as hell here. It's the middle of nowhere. It's the maybe one of the best places you can put uh, spent nuclear fuel in America. Uh, there's not going to be any, you know, there's no hurricanes here. It's seismically stable. As you might imagine, every environmental organization uh, in the country and in New Mexico has been fighting this because these are people who are profoundly ignorant of basic engineering and science. Our entire congressional delegation, with the exception of Yvette Harrell, has been fighting this. Our land commissioner has been fighting this. Our, our governor uh, has been fighting this. But uh, our, our attorney general filed a bogus lawsuit back in, in, in March. I, I did an investigation into the lawsuit by uh, Hector Balderas, 
Uh, we're hoping that the first hearing is going to be in January on that in Albuquerque. So we're hoping that the state's stamping its feet and crying and whining is not going to have any impact. This is primarily a federal matter. The NRC is going to issue a potentially issue a license for this. They will be able to move forward on construction in 2022. This is revenue for the state. This is jobs for the state. This poses basically zero risk to the state. Uh, we're not going to be irradiating our, our little little children. It's not going to happen. It's, it's in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and it's a really good project. It makes a heck of a lot of sense. And I might go out on a limb and predict that we will be getting an approved license for this thing early in the new year. And boy, do we need good news in our state. And uh, I'm just keeping my fingers crossed on this one. Uh, and you should too, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, good. A real economic development project for our state comes to here. It's proposed by a big, reputable company, big engineering firm that deals with nuclear issues. New Mexico has nuclear know-how backwards and forwards. Sandia National Laboratories is basically the lead federal lab laboratory when it comes to studying spent nuclear fuel, storing it, transporting it. It's, it by our by our congressional delegation saying this is going to kill us all, by people in, in Santa Fe saying this is going to kill us all, it's quite an insult to the men and women who work on this issue at Sandia, a few blocks away from where I am right now. Super safe, poses no risk, uh, jobs and revenue coming to the state, and the feds, very rare for me to praise the federal government, we may be getting a favorable decision on a license for this facility in early 2022, and let's all keep our fingers crossed. Let's not forget where we invented all this stuff and uh, the... I mean, the technology, I mean, the science, all right here. A lot and, uh, of some, for the people who are criticizing it for more progressive, woke reasons, uh, boy, literally biting the hand that feeds you because most of those people there remember where you're learning all your critical race theories right there at San Diego National oh, yeah. Lab. So yeah. good stuff. I, I like that. Uh, I got a, a text which was most irritating, and it's from Judy, and I'm very upset about it because, you know, it's just all sorts of stupid from top to bottom. I, I, and I don't mind telling you, Judy, it, it really is. And it says, hi, Eddie, please don't read this on air. I'm like, okay. So <laughs> right away, if you text in here and I'm going to disagree with you, I can tell you I'm going to read it on air every single time because I think this is this is the very type of thing that we don't talk about. Okay, And, you know, I'm, I'm done with the people who want to quash free speech and First Amendment. And I don't tell Dad what to say. I don't care what you say and you know, all these kind of things. Uh, people who, you know, want to express themselves should be able to do so. Please don't take this as criticism. Like, don't tell me how to take something, okay? I was like, uh, it's like someone, uh, I don't mean to offend you, but uh, here. Like, right, it's that same thing. It's like, you know, they, they always preface everything. Oh, yeah. And it says, it's certainly not meant to be. Okay, well, what is it meant to be? I applaud you endowed for and all that you have been doing and continue to do so to get the facts out. Thank you. I was unable to text in earlier when you were talking about Bongino, Christians and or Republicans. Now, this is classic rhino thought, okay? Because it's labeled. Okay, so it's saying Christians and Republicans. Okay, just classic rhino thought. Understand, like, inside and out. This is anti-American type thinking. I mean, this is Christians and Republicans that have gotten the vax. I want to make it abundantly clear to you. When we had Pastor Steve Smotherman, and he, he is stepping out, and he's calling it the China Wuhan. Right? Weapon. Bioweapon. He said Did it he repeatedly. Say, he said it repeatedly. That took courage, and he's speaking up, and he says he doesn't care about the Democrats. He don't care about the Republicans. He don't listen to these people because it's all BS, and where are they at fighting? I mean, finally, we got some sort of legislation that's coming forward that they're going to introduce that's bipartisan, that's going to withhold the powers of the evil one up on the fourth floor in Santa Fe. That, that took too long. 
you know, we're tiptoeing around, trying to be too nice. And while, meanwhile, our quality of life has totally sucked. Everything's moving out. Things are dying here. And you're sitting here telling me what I can and can't say and who I can and can't criticize? I was unable to text earlier. Bongino, Christians, Republicans. On Clay and Buck, I believe it's Buck who got vaccinated so that he could attend his brother's wedding. Hey, Dowd, I've got someplace i got to go. You know, it's against every personal thing, but I've got to go somewhere. In order for me to do it, I've got to comply. You know what? We don't go. We don't do those things. What happened to people with a backbone? And it goes further. Hannity is vaxxed. Yeah, that's stupid. Absolutely stupid. Uh, Come again? He probably wouldn't do it. Knowing what he knows now, okay? And I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the V here. I'm gonna take the victory on this one. Because we marched around talking about that whole first hour, top to bottom, did we not? All the science, laid it all out, we got the data, we got the history, we know what works, we know where we're at. Okay? Mike Huckabee is vaxxed. Oh, hey, because Mike Huckabee is vaxxed, I guess we should go ahead and get vaxxed now. Dan Lewis is vaxxed. We've already talked about that, right? Uh, uh, you you talked about that very specifically. Uh guess who's not vaxxed? Dan Lewis's wife, okay? That's good. <laughs> O'Reilly is vaxxed. Well, and this is the woman who criticizes O'Reilly all the time and very vocal about believing everyone should be vaxxed. Is he shaming the unvaccinated? Okay, you just made my point. Somebody you don't like is shaming the unvaccinated, okay? I'm shaming the vaccinated at this point because right now, let me tell you what's about to happen at Sandia National Labs and Los Alamos National Labs. All of those people who got the vaccinations are now sticking with all the people who decided, 1,400 plus at Sandia National Labs, that they do not want to get the vax. They do not want to get the booster shots. And lo and behold, guess what came out today? Exactly that. Hour number one, as we led with it, and Donald Trump's uh, uh, judges. So, by the way, did you find out uh, where uh, Stan Baker uh, oh, was he oh, when, I, right. My computer was Yeah, your computer uh, yeah. died right there. Augusta, Georgia, Stan or Stan Baker. Love that. Right. Issued a nationwide injunction against a vaccine mandate for federal contractors, ruling that President Joe Biden probably exceeded his authority by imposing the requirement. Literally drilling down on, hey, would force plaintiffs to comply with the mandate, requiring them to make decisions which would alter the ability to perform federal contract, which is critical to their operations. In addition to that, more importantly than even getting vaxxed is would take effect and would have irreparable injury. No, not vax injury to workers who could be forced out of their jobs. The reason why we're in this position is because I've been told to shut up, right? And I've been speaking out day one. You know that. The reason why you're in this position is because you chose not to speak up. This ends when we all say no, period, the end. Stop trying to govern how we talk about things and our criticisms about each other. If you're wrong, you're wrong, and we're going to call it out every single time. Let's see, we're, we're, let's go further. Well, I believe that if the average person did a deep dive into these gene therapies, they would choose not to get them. Oh, here we go. Let's, let's rationalize. Let's be the controlled opposition here. I mean, we're, we're going all sorts of stupid Janice Arnold Jones all over this. Unfortunately, the people listed above are all above average intelligence. They might be, but they're stupid enough to take the jab Mm -hmm. and have chosen to take it anyway, as much as we may or may not agree with their choice to do so. Tagging, labeling, or shaming them is not helpful. It's quite helpful. It's consequential. It's absolutely the most helpful thing that we can do. 
That's what the left does. Let's pray for them instead. Yeah, let me pray for all the idiots who decided to go ahead and take the jab when we've been telling them since day one this is it. And let why don't we praise the people who stood up and defied and decided that they would put their careers, their jobs, mm-hmm. everything on the line because they decided that they would not let this happen to them. Kudos to them. I actually agree with everything you everything you said, Eddie, just not the labeling she's now because Dan Lewis got vaccinated. Does that mean he's any less Christian or Republican? Well, it makes just my point right from the very top. And that is this. I cannot vote for a gubernatorial candidate who is vaccinated. Well, you said that before. Because I know that they cannot stand up for me if they can't stand up for themselves. Mm-hmm. Meditate on that. Think mm-hmm. on that. Really, really drive that home. Please. Okay. And I, I'll, I'll quote once again the best line from a modern philosopher I've ever heard, and I think he's at City University of New York, uh, Halberstam. When you refuse to judge someone, you refuse to take that person seriously. There's nothing wrong with judging a person and, and, and coming and finding them coming up short and letting them know. And, and, and you don't have to be incredibly obnoxious about it, uh, but we are accountable. We are accountable to ourselves. If you're religious, you're accountable to God. Well, I apologize if I'm being obnoxious about it. Here. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not trying I'm to really be obnoxious any. about it, but, uh, you know, the, the point where we're telling each other to shut up, I don't want to hear you shut up. I want you to be out there on the corner of San Pedro and Wyoming. I want you to go and tell your employer to go F himself and say, <laughs> hey, you know what? I don't need this. I'm going to go find someplace else. And by the way, there's three jobs for me in Utah or Nebraska. I'll figure out a way to feed myself. I'm not going to be enslaved. This is a job, nothing more. Okay. If I own this business, it'd be an entirely different thing, right? A lot of you guys who just can't kind of uh, pay your way on that, you have to force to do it. I mean, literally jobs crush your dreams. Nobody gets up one day and says, you know what? I always wanted to work for that person. (laughs) Exactly zero people have ever said, when I grow up, I want to work for Mr. Smith. And then his great job. Nobody is saying that. Not one person. Okay. You don't need to be told what to do. You're an American. You have choices, you have rights, and they aren't given to you by the government. They're given to you by God, okay? You were born with these rights. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, pursuit of property. What happened to these things? And most of all, your ability to exercise your free speech, including and or criticism of others, is your right, period. And you should not have to pay any consequence for that. But that's what they're doing right now. They're taking away people's jobs. They're taking away people's livelihoods. They're taking away people's everything. And everything that's encapsulated in that write-up, if you find it and you source it, all starts with, hey, laying down and saying, well, we'll be cool. We'll get through this. Eventually, they'll come to their senses. No, they won't. Ever. They will not. No evidence of that. Not ever. Like, they are driving this agenda home. If you don't understand and realize that, then you can't be part of the fight. You just can't. I'm sorry, you, as much as I would love to say, because you are wearing a Republican flag or, you know, you call yourself a conservative, sorry. You can't set yourself apart. You can't prove that if you can't fight for yourself, you can't fight for anybody else. You simply cannot. You have proven that you will lay down and listen to other people, and you're at the edge of your perception. These so-called, quote-unquote, experts, you've been duped. Fauci, Burks, yes, the one thing we criticize Trump for. Okay, one thing we criticize Trump for. Do not tell me to get the vaccination. Do not tell me to get the flu. Do not tell me to get the flu shot. Do, I don't have to. I've, I've got a big, I've got a big fight that I've got to go and, and deal with in terms of my own situation and and uh, 
and handle that eventually. Mm-hmm. But that'll be an argument that I'll either win or lose. I've won similar arg- arguments before. These are things that I know. Ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, there are ways that we can treat this. We know that there's prophylactics. We know that there's a Nobel Prize for ivermectin. We know that this is no more, uh, you know, really dangerous than a lot of the common colds that are mm-hmm, out there. Mm-hmm. People who die of pneumonia, yep. colds developing into pneumonia, like these are the things that happen. Where's the flu been? So, so save it. Save, save it. If you don't like what I'm saying, change the channel immediately, as quickly as you can. Okay? This is a, an absolute choice for you to come in and listen, and a privilege for us to put it on for you, more importantly. Because this is good information, well-researched, and we know what we're talking about. And the history of the last 20 months, three weeks, and eight days has proven that we are correct on this, period. Whether from flattening the curve to telling you what it is, to telling you about leadership, to telling you everything top to bottom, okay? So really, you want to be a part of the fight? Go out there, hold up a sign, tell people why you're doing, making the choice of what you're doing. If you don't like being criticized, then don't be stupid. Don't be doing every single thing that the government tells you that you are going to have to do. That's what they want. You have to understand that. And if you're not willing to stand up and fight for that, well, that's on you, okay? 550, uh, This is a small, wrap. very small piece of nobility, but I wouldn't put the mask on yesterday. 29 people were giving me the evil eye. Doesn't make me a hero, but we need more people who are willing to do that, you know, and in, in ways small and in ways large. You've got to fight back. And uh, the reason we haven't been victorious yet is we haven't had enough troops fighting back. That's uh, right. Come, come, come to the fight. Uh, ride till you hear the sound of the guns. We've been fighting for 21 months. And you're, you're weakening <laughs> people's resolve. You're literally weakening other people's resolve when you cave. Trust me, you are. Okay, Just like the one person who picked up and left the Democrat Party, he's, he's weakening the resolve of the Democrat Party. That's an opportunity. Right, Jacob Candelari? Good, good. Uh, you know, as much as I don't like you, I, I like at least the things that you're doing. You're trying to fight back. You know? he's, uh, I'm sure it's more of an emotional uh, kind of reaction based upon you know his unhappiness uh, with the governor uh, because of his phone call and he was being, and, and, and we didn't even get to the quote unquote hate crime, which we could have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Don't the believe apartment. it, folks. Yeah. That, that, that hate crime, quote unquote hate crime that happened at the Islamic Center. Oh, and, that and, one. If, oh. if you believe that, <laughs> you believe anything. That's all sorts of stupid there. How did it get filmed? Why is there no security footage with the uh, things? Uh, why did she only put it there right by the door? Why is she so incredibly small? Why is she a she? We don't even know that. Uh, who's going to burn down an Islamic center by throwing a little pile of fire? And how did two people get there, you know, so quickly at 915 when there was nobody there? She felt safe enough to hang out and do it for 10 minutes. Like there is just so many things. Again, more like the India Palace, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, uh, June. Just, or just like Jesse Smollett. Wait, we're just, coming up on a year and a half for India yeah, Palace. Yeah, Well, the yeah. feds have it now, so I'm sure everything's oh, yeah. going to be... We're, we're going to find those white supremacists any minute now. Yeah, uh, they're, they're, they're coming. All right, uh, let's wrap it up. We didn't get to the last story, but that's okay. Lots to talk about. Uh, top five stories as you find at www.rockoftalk.com. Yeah, folks, of course, you can get the Daily Blast, a lengthy, lengthy email, rich in news and commentary rich. and research for you every morning, rockoftalk.chat. Uh, number one was the, this very sad story, fatal crash on Highway 60 down in 
uh, Socorro Eddie, uh, including the death of, a, of an eight-year-old. Um, I know that Murder Mike has the 505 covered, so I've been going to the Department of Public Safety website to look at other other crime issues uh, beyond the, the Albuquerque area. Uh, number two is Senator Kendall area. Uh, leaving the Democratic Party was, was very interesting. Number three, the Daily Lobo, our little snowflakes at UNM. The custodial union there is protesting against their, quote-unquote, poverty wages. Uh, number four, and we will, we have to talk about this tomorrow, the New Mexico Department of Health has disclosed that we have seen a 23% increase in suicides oh, uh, over in 2020. How, yeah. how could that possibly yeah. have happened? And yeah. number five, and this doesn't surprise me, and Eddie clued, this, clued me into this, and I did not see this story until he told me about it. The CIA caught employees molesting children but didn't prosecute it's them. It's right in the notes, baby. Uh, you you got to read this article, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. It's so. wild. Uh, thank you for pulling that out of yeah. there. I think that's uh, good. Uh, here we go. Uh, do you mind if I read a few more? Sorry to keep you yeah, over. No but this is good. Uh, Eddie, do you think that there is insurance or Medicare reimbursement fraud occurring with double occupancy IC rooms at UNMH? Absolutely. 110%. Uh, double IC rooms made for single patient are HIPAA violations, probably OSHA violations, and I can only imagine medical care payers probably are not aware of the double occupancy ICU rooms. Uh, Eddie, check out the website, IVMMETA.com. It gives current meta-analysis of all research of studies with ivermectin. Also on the page, there's a list of other COVID therapies and the results. Please share that uh, site with your counterpart. Well, okay. My uh, team member. There check you. it out. Uh, super rant. Keep up the good rally over, and I've voted. Bang. Uh, you have eight minutes to vote. Uh, Eddie, worst of all, Fauci used our tax dollars to fund the Wuhan that created the pandemic. Once you vax, you will never be fully vaxxed. According to the ever-changing disastrous leftist guidelines. Now, why vax for a virus that most will survive? According to science, herd immunity should have been allowed at the beginning of COVID, not lockdowns. Absolutely. You're going to start to see this stuff. Eddie, I've never, ever been vaxxed. I stand by you. Even when I was in the hospital, they did not give me the vaccine. Same with my family doctor. My family doctor says this COVID thing will be over by next March. Well, that's interesting. That's right, Eddie. Keep calling them out, and we will keep uh, continuing to do that. Japan didn't know at the time, but on this day, 80 years ago, they became the world champions of F around and find out. <laughs> oh, man, is that the, that's the one? Oh, they found out. out. <laughs> yeah, there we go. All right. Uh, good stuff, folks. We'll see you bright and early tomorrow, 4 p.m. Here in the Kiva, always cracking that whip, on AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM, and rockoftalk.com. Thanks for listening.
This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque.